Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Have you had a chance to check out the second single from Warren's Human Work LP titled Acidic Blood? You might have heard it premiere on the This Is Hardcore podcast. If not, it's on Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, wherever you can find Warren's music. So please go check that out. I'm still looking forward to that record coming out next month. It's going to be super awesome. And with each new single, I'm just getting more and more excited for that record. Also next month, Payback Discography on CD, which I'm still stoked for. I, I can't wait to, to own that and just have all their music on CD playing in my car. It's going to be awesome. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Also, if you haven't had a chance, please head over to the From Within Records Big Cartel. Go pick up a roster poster designed by Look Beyond Press. It's super awesome. The lineup they have right now is amazing. I love every band on the roster, and I'm definitely looking forward to the future. Shout out to Shackled from New Jersey. I can't wait for their new record to come out. MH Chaos out of Chicago, still working on their next LP. That's going to be a banger. Shout out Chicago Hardcore. Like I always say, if you're not following From Within Records on social media, please head over to your Twitter, your Instagram, and click that follow button to stay up to date with the current news. Like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. Such an awesome label, real hardcore, and I love and will support that record label always going forward. Shout out to Carter Holmes. On today's episode, we travel to the Hudson Valley. We managed to track down Kyle Nyland. He plays in Out for Justice, Third Degree, used to sing for Glory. He has a new band coming on the way. Uh, just the pride of Connecticut hardcore does a dead at birth fanzine. If you're familiar, just an all around awesome, real hardcore dude. He had been recommended to me by numerous people, and I was finally happy to track him down and have him on the podcast. We talked about so many awesome things. I'm very stoked to see what he does in the future, not only with the music, but uh, promoting Connecticut hardcore. It's it's just amazing. And it was such a pleasure to talk to him. We even dabble in some things that I didn't even think we would cover, but just natural conversation. Some awesome topics came up. So please strap in. And I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So please, without further ado, welcome Kyle Nyland to the show. and we're back welcome to the podcast kyle how's it going it's not going bad man snowing outside you know having some minor technical difficulties over here but we're gonna persevere we're gonna get through it hell yeah uh so uh i was asking you about your upbringing and um, you were talking about how uh, you uh, grew up in connecticut yeah i grew up i grew i lived in connecticut for probably like 27 years i'm, I'm 29 now so i mean i just moved to the hudson valley which is like a, a new york adjacent part of uh of new york uh, connecticut adjacent part of new york sorry mm -hmm. and uh so yeah i lived there like 27 years i live in southington connecticut which is like dead center connecticut it's like you're you're roughly two hours from new york city like, proper to and then you're about two hours from like boston proper so it's like you know shows wise it's kind of like right in the middle of everything it's pretty cool um but i lived in east haddam connecticut also which is like more coastal like 
little bit more further out east. But like I, I was saying to you, Connecticut's not very big. It's not like in New York or California. Uh, you're probably two hours end to end of the state. So like anywhere is like within, you know, if you're in the center of the state, everything's within like 45 minutes to an hour. That's crazy. I had no idea that Connecticut was so small. I only have. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have one experience uh, with Connecticut and I, I did like this East coast trip, like maybe like at this point, it's probably like four years ago mm-hmm. um, with a couple of friends. We, uh, we uh, landed in like New York and then we rented a car and we, we did uh, like Connecticut, Boston. And then uh, I think we, did we end in Boston? I'm trying to think. I, it's been so what long. Did you do, what did you do in Connecticut? What, what was the point? Of, like, I guess you have, you have to drive through there, I guess, I guess Massachusetts, but. Yeah, so uh, we were. Uh, I, I wanted to have pizza because uh, we we got an. Oh, Air- that's that's the reason. Exactly. So we had a, a, an Airbnb in New Haven, and we oh, yeah. uh, we we got into Connecticut pretty late, and I, I just remember just being really frustrated with the friends that I was with because uh, the the main reason we were there was to get pizza, but then one of the guys wanted to go to a strip club, which I'm like, whatever, you guys want to do what you want to do. Um, but they're like, yeah, like forget the pizza. We can get pizza anywhere. Like, let's just go to the strip club. No, that's, that's, that is that is the opposite <laughs> logic you should have in that situation. Yeah, and I, I was so that is, mad. That is twisted. Yeah, uh, uh, that is. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I imagine you know, I'm not a strip club connoisseur, but it, it you know, they're they're all going to be generally the same. You know, you know, style pizza though, it's like that's a that's an anomaly in the world. It's like a it's an incredible thing. Okay, so uh, since uh, you uh, you grew up in Connecticut and now you're living in New York, can you talk about the uh, you know differences in the pizzas and who's is better? Without- I mean, I don't even like it's. I don't. This is a uh, this is like I, I. It's funny. I'm it's kind of a kind of cheating because I just listened to this other podcast where with it was an interview with a singer Death Threat. It was like a like my friend and stuff, and like he he's like a pizza guy. Like he's you know, he, he was like a pizza cook for like a super long time. And like, he's a guy who knows, but really it's just like, they're both great. You know what I mean? But it's, 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 it's different. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to describe it. Like, did you end up getting the pizza or now? No, because they, uh, like oh, I said, that's a nightmare, man. I, I would be to, furious. Dude, I mean, I'm, I'm that's, I would be, I would be livid. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty upset, but I was just like, you know what? This is just one night. I'm not going to let it ruin our whole trip. So I'm like, you guys go to the strip club. I'm just going to, uh, stay in our our weird Airbnb and hope I don't get murdered while you guys are out. Like, go have fun. Oh yeah, I, I dude, that's, uh, that's it's dude, it's kind of the thing. Is like, I I love Connecticut just because like it's you know it's where I'm from and it's like I I've had a lot of like you know experiences I probably could have had anywhere else to be fair. But you know yeah. it's 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 my home or whatever. But it's there's not that much to do. You know it's like like sitting in your Airbnb is like that's just like like growing up in Connecticut, you just sit in someone's house. Like there's not like, you know, like cool places to hang out. <laughs> I don't know. It, that's like a problem everywhere, I guess, but like still, but, but like, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to gloss over the pizza thing. It, it's, I feel don't know. New Haven style pizza is very thin and like, it has like a char to it. Cause I like cook it in like, you know, I think that the big, uh, this is like where I'm taken away from this other interview I listened to. It, it takes, it's like, uh, the ovens they use are like super old. So they're like, they're very, very well seasoned. Like they've been cooking pizza in them for fucking, you know, 50, 60, 70, whatever years, however many years. So like, they get cooked, like they can cook such a thin pizza so quick and it gives it like a nice crunchy, like burnt. I, I don't know. I'm not making it sound appetizing, but it's really, it's, it is, it's a marvel. It's great. 
Okay. Well, at some point in my life, I'm going to have to get back out there and you're going to have to get back, but you know, this is kind of messed up. Like I'm not going to like front, like I grew up eating like, you know, like new Haven thin crust, like coal fired pizza. Cause it's like, that's not like, it's not like a, like an everywhere kind of thing. I'm trying to think of like something to compare that to, but like, it's not like other regions you go to where like they have this thing like this, like, you know, this food item that's just like, Oh, that's just how it is everywhere. Connecticut has like all kinds of pizza. You can get like shitty pizza. There's a lot of like Greek pizza places. My mom, when I grew up, when I was growing up, she worked at like Greek pizza places and stuff. So that was like the kind of pizza we had, which is like a thick doughy, like, I think the sauce is kind of sweet. That's one thing, something else I gleaned from this other, this pizza interview that I was listening to with Aaron. And, uh, but like it, so that it's not like it, you know, like I probably got into like eating like, you know, nice crunchy New Haven pizza less than 10 years ago. Interesting. Dang. That's not that long ago for you being there for so long. No, that's like, dude, and that's like, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll probably like get into stuff like that, but like, I didn't like get around when I was like a kid, you know, like I, I went to shows that was like literally, yeah. Like I wasn't doing like a, like, you know, relevant cultural stuff like outside of hardcore. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, you living in Connecticut, such a, a small area. How did you get into hardcore? Um, I don't know. It's like, I, 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 like I would be like, I was, I was thinking about this cause like, I mean, I've answered the question before or whatever, but like, you know, I have to say like, I have a younger brother, his name's Sean. Um, he's always been like, he's only like a year, year and a half younger than me, I guess. Um, but he's like, you know, we got into shows probably around the same time. He even may have gotten to shows like before me. He's like a much more like outgoing and like intuitive person. Like he'll, like he was like searching out things and like, like getting into bands and like, you know, like downloading music before I, it wasn't even like on my radar. Like I, you know, I don't care. Like I, I was into like you know, playing video games and like whatever, but he was like, you know, using like Kazan and Soulseek and like LimeWire to like, you know, download a single like terror song that took like two hours to download. Like, you know, it's, it was, so like he was definitely like probably like my biggest influence as far as like getting into like hardcore. Like he played in like, like bad metal bands and stuff too when we were younger and like, but like, you know, but like through that, it was like, you know, he would, he would watch like Headbangers Ball or something, you know, it's like, I don't know. I'm trying to think like more exactly. We also, we had, we had a cousin who uh, grew up in this town, Meriden. That's like right next to Southington, like where we grew up. And uh, it's actually like where our mom's from and stuff and like the rest of our family mostly. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of like hardcore kids from there. Not, not so much like from Southington. So, but our cousin, he wasn't like really into things, but like he just happened to go to school with people who were, and it was like, oh, this is like a cool thing that's like different. And like, he brought my brother to like a Righteous Jam show in like 2005 or 2006. And then that, that was probably like the first show my brother ever went to. And then like, you know, from there, kind of just like, I built off of him and like, whatever. And that's funny that you mentioned Righteous Jams. That's like one band that I've always wanted to see. And I, I've seen so many bands like, you know, just being around uh, hardcore, yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, sticking around the scene for so long. You see so many bands come through and it's like that was like the one band that I loved that I just missed. Like I, I was around, but I like I just didn't make it to the show and they they were on tour and it, they just never came back. And I was always uh, yeah. hoping and I, n- I never saw them either, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, like that was, you know, that was I don't know how many years ago at that point. That was like 15, yeah. 16 years ago at this point, I guess. Mm-hmm. So even then like you know i don't know if this isn't true everybody but like even then it was like yeah my brother went to the show and he was like super young and like 
you, you know, going to a show doesn't like, you're not, you're not like totally like going to one show doesn't make you like totally in the know, you know, you don't like, you don't figure the whole, like whole shit out, like in one time of being like, Oh, okay. And then there's this next show, this next show, this next show, like finding out about stuff was like just so much harder, I think, you know, without like a constant connection to it. Yeah, definitely. So like, I, so, you know, so it wasn't like you know, went to the show and then it was off to the races. So it was like, you know, it'd probably be like another couple of years where we would start going to like, any show that our mom would drive us to or like, you know, any show that we had like money to go to, which was like, you know, like a thing. And at what point did you kind of realize that there was like a, an active scene around you and uh, you, you kind of realized that uh, this is like, cannot, something really I, mean, I, I can't like pinpoint, but I would say like 2007, 2008, I guess. Cause you don't know, no, you know what? Maybe like, yeah, yeah. Probably like, beginning of 07 maybe late 2006 but like even then that was like we were going to like 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 weird like metalcore shows at like 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 knights of columbus's and stuff and like stuff that was like close by to us so that was just like you know and that was like because there definitely were kids that we went to school with who were like into band like who like played in like kind of like proto deathcore bands like i mean like i'm sure that was like a thing at the time but that's not like what it was really but like, you know, there was like, you'd go to the show and like, there's like a guy in like a pale horse hoodie or something, you know what I mean? Like there was like hardcore people at these like funny, weird shows. Mm -hmm. But so like probably, yeah, probably like, we probably started going to a lot of shows the beginning of 08, I guess. It's funny. I like look at flyers every once in a while. Cause like I, I keep like most of that stuff, you know what I mean? Like flyers, everything like, like demos, crap like that. And but I don't have like most of the stuff when we first started going to shows, like my brother has it all like at his house in Connecticut. So, um, but like, you know, I look, I like try and find stuff to be like, yo, when was this show? And it's most of the time it's like, you know, like February of 08 or something is where I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember that show now. Like, I'm seeing this band. I used to have this shoe box where I like kept all these flyers and like ticket stubs from shows that I went to like from my early days, but uh, just moving around so often I, I got lost you know, at some place I'm kind of bummed because I, I had so many cool uh, flyers because there's this old venue down here called the uh, showcase theater and they used to do these like big flyers and they would just like staple them to the wall inside the venue and people um, would just... but I, I was thinking about that I was just, I mean, I'm sorry go on, go on go on what you're saying but I got something funny to add to that okay uh, and uh, it was just normal for people to, to rip them off like they, they would put them up and then by the end of the show like all the cool flyers for like the upcoming shows would just be taken down and you know people would you know try to carefully take them off so they could uh, you know keep it in like you know the best condition possible because yeah, it was just yeah, nice yeah, to have it yeah no it's funny you say it's funny you said the showcase theater because uh i i literally just i you know i i was in california when was it like not that long it was a couple of years ago at this point mm -hmm. but it was uh i used to be in this band glory and we played at program and alfredo from fury was selling a bunch of his stuff just like a bunch of like crap you know and he had like nine thousand soul search beanies or something and uh but he had this death threat hoodie that i didn't have and like it's like my favorite band in the world and i was like oh sick like i was like oh, yeah, i'll take this or whatever he's like oh i got the, the showcase theater and blah, blah, blah. And when i was getting dressed today i haven't worn it in forever i just pulled it out i was like oh no i gotta wear a hoodie right now so i was like oh, i'll find it and uh but yeah i was like i just i thought about that for some reason it's funny you bring it up so. honestly probably the, the coolest venue in southern california uh, just so many awesome shows like rolled through there and uh, it just sucks that it closed down. Uh, I'm not sure like the exact reason. I think there was like issues with like, that. It was in Corona, right? Correct. Yeah, it, it was in Corona. Okay, and yeah. I think they were having issues with like the city. Uh, there's, like, oh, there's like violence, too much violence down there or some shit. I don't know. That, but, that was like a that was like I mean, that was like a big thing 
when I started going to shows, it was this place, the Longford American Legion. It was like pretty, like pretty crucial for me, I guess, you know, like to give it like, it was like, it's just like a, like an old American Legion that was just like empty and they let you rent it for however many couple hundred dollars. But, uh, it, it, they were like, it was just so on and off that it was just like, it felt like the end of the world every time that they had to like stop doing shows for like a short period of time, you know? Uh-huh. It was like, cause it was just like over like stupid shit though. It was just be like, you know, somebody across, like there would be like a new neighbor across the street. Cause it was in like a neighborhood. So it'd be like a new neighbor across the street just didn't like, like the sound that was going on, like the parking situation or they call the cops. And it was like, it, you know, when you're like younger, it just feels like the end of the world. Cause like, that was like, it was kind of like the only place I knew about like consistent shows at the time. Cause I was like, you know, I still like not totally in the know, but I'm like, Oh, okay. If the show's here, I know I'll be able to get there. Cause it's only about 20 minutes from my house. And like, you know, like it, it, was, it was, it felt pretty devastating at the time when it was just being like, Oh yeah, we can't, this is the last show here for you know, the foreseeable future. Damn. And I definitely know that feeling. Cause like in the like, early years for me, uh, we had uh, like, and, and this is in my mind because uh, I, I grew up in like the Palm Springs area, and we didn't have any like lo- lo- legit venue down there. So like we'd travel like out of town most of the time to go to real shows, and if it wasn't happening at like Chain Reaction or the Showcase Theater, uh, it was happening in like the most random venues. Like we're showing up to like uh, I remember there was this place in Temecula called the Firehouse. It was like some old like. Uh, theater like the seats were still bolted into the ground so it was like this weird shaped venue or we're showing up to um, random like churches or uh, like somebody running out like a storage unit just like the most random venues and we're like you know half the time showing up to these addresses like wondering like are we even at the right place so it, it was always Dude, nice that's, that's like it's like a crazy thing it's just like you know like i feel like stuff like that is like more rare these days i guess like mm-hmm. I don't know. Everything is like in like a sanctioned place, kind of like everything, like not everything. There's still things that you're going to have at like whatever random spots, but like it, it kind of sucks because it just kind of takes like some of the mystery out of everything, you know? Yeah. And it was always like, uh, like before the show would even start, we're just like, how's this going to play out? Cause we're like in this most random spot. Like nobody's ever been here before. Like, is this going to become like a new legit spot? But no, it's like, there were so many times we're just bouncing around to new places. Cause it, it would just be like one and done. Yeah, I mean that's that's the the impermanent nature of hardcore, I guess, or whatever you know, underground music or whatever kind of shows you're going to. You know, it's it, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. That's what I'm saying. It's like you know, I, there would be like other shows, other places, but like going to shows at the Longford American League, you kind of like knew what to expect, and like you know, it felt like it it felt like it, it had like momentum to where like, oh, okay, well, there's this show, so there's got to be another show. It's just you know, especially like in a time when I don't know really like what's going on, it's like it sucked because like you know like i'm like super young not even super young i'm like you know probably like middle high school late high school mm-hmm. but just being like damn i really like this but like ah uh, like where is like where are our shows you know <laughs> and you you become like more aware and like it seems at the time it seems like that's like this is taking place over such a long period of time but it was probably like you know like nine months before i'm going to like sketchy like weird bars still see like death threat or something in like waterbury like it's just like you know it, it feels like it's like the longest time on earth like when you're when you're that age i guess for me when i was younger i, I became like obsessed and luckily i had some friends who were a little bit older than me um who were able to drive so uh, I think we all just kind of like fell in love with it at the same time because we all had like the same drive to just want to 
get out of our town because there was like not really like much to do like we used to go to like walmart to have fun which sounds so stupid these dude, days that's, dude, that's <laughs> not even that's like that is so crazy because like that's all we would do it, it's so messed up like that was like going to the because like all the shows were like in wallingford and there's a lot of hardcore kids in wallingford that's kind of like a hub of like younger people people who are like sort of our but most of the time either a little bit younger or like a little bit older mm-hmm. and but like we would just go to wallingford and hang out in the wallingford walmart parking lot it was crazy it was just like <laughs> and like we would do it so much it's like probably from the years of like 2008 to 2012 i was just like spent like hundreds of hours there yeah or like the wallingford taco bell which is like you know they're like you know common hardcore kid hangout i guess mm-hmm. and it's like yeah these days it's like dude like uh, see you're in like a new area so i'm sure that's like probably like one of the last things you'd want to do just go hang out at a walmart because i'm sure there's like a million other things that you could be doing like more productive yeah yeah that's like you don't like it is crazy to think back on you know what i mean but like even now if like my friends are like oh we don't got anything to do you want to go hang out a parking lot i'd be like yeah let's fucking do it i don't care it's like it, it's a you know it does suck in a sense that just be like damn we're hanging out at a parking lot but like i just like hanging out with my friends you know i just like, like we make our own kind of like situation you know it's not like we don't need to like be anywhere cool or anything yeah we have a lot of experience of being places that aren't cool so it's just like you know we'll make it work <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I don't, but honestly i think that was like a big reason why like my older friends were like all right cool we don't have to sit in a walmart parking lot we can drive like an hour and a half two hours and be at a venue seeing cool bands trying to meet new people and uh you know just seeing new experiences that way so i, I think that was like a, a big drive for them as well so it kind of made it easier for me just kind of be like all right cool can i tag along i got gas money like like let's go so yeah, we were- yeah yeah uh, yeah same but um i don't have gas money but you know people come pick me up let's do this <laughs> <laughs> that was like, I mean, uh, there was this I, like this dude, Steve, who lived like a town over from me, who was like my good friend for a long time. And he was a guy who was always like down to drive somewhere, which was always like really, really great. And like, you know, pretty grateful for it in retrospect. But like, he, uh, he like is the kind of dude who was just like, oh, do you want to go to this show in Providence on like a Thursday night? And I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I don't care. Like, <laughs> let's go. I don't know. It's $10. Let's do it. But, you know, it's, it's the kind of, that's like, yeah, you know, it's the kind of shit I miss. And did you ever have to explain to your mom, like, you know, when you were leaving town for the first time with people she probably didn't know? No, I don't know. It's like, like, when, you know, my mom, like, you know, loves us very much and cared a lot, but like, she was just like, like, you know, as long as we weren't getting into any kind of trouble, she's like, I don't know, it doesn't matter. It was never like, you know, we were never really like held accountable to our mom for anything. So Mm. it was in that sense, it's like cool, I guess, you know, it was like, sucked but you know you should be like hey do you have any money so i can like go and do this you know but she obviously didn't care she just like liked that we were out like doing things yes same here like my mom was like kind of like apprehensive at first because she didn't understand and um uh, you know when she would hear the music she she would be like so like afraid because it sounded super intense but uh, after doing it consistently for a while and her realizing like, okay, I'm with these older people. Uh, we're not getting arrested or doing anything like illegal. Like uh, she was more happy with uh, knowing that I was just uh, going somewhere and just being safe uh, versus out there. You know, doing yeah, other stuff. yeah. Like, I mean, like listen, my mom always like, always like liked our friends and stuff. And was just like cool to our friends. And mm-hmm. like, she was just like nicer to, to like our friends than I was a lot of the time. Like, you know, people would be over to like hang out with my brother and would, like, I would just be like, I just like don't want to hang out right now. My mom's being like, real welcoming. And I'm just like, can you guys leave? I, you know, it was just like a funny dynamic. Okay. It was, you know, it's cool though. Hmm. 
you uh, mentioned briefly uh, you played in a band called glory uh which i you know uh, know the band uh think they're awesome i i, I i've actually had uh, connor jones on the podcast a, a while back um, um, okay okay yeah the legend. <laughs> yeah he, he's a great guy i'm uh, very talented but i'm uh, curious about uh when did you uh decide that you wanted to start playing in a hardcore band and um when did you f- end up first doing that i mean literally from like you know day one of like knowing what hardcore was, i was just like oh it would be sick to be in a band. You know, it just seems like such like a glamorous and like fun thing where you're kind of like, oh yeah, like you get to do all this cool stuff and you know, you meet all these people, it's sick, whatever. But like, I I don't know, I like, uh, Glory was my first, my first like actual band. Um, I started, me and one of the guitar players of Restraining Order had started a band at one point, like a long, long, long time ago. And like, I tried to record, it didn't go well. We tried and do it all in like one day. So like the one day it didn't like, we just didn't get it all done. He just kind of was just like, yeah, this isn't going to work. And I was like, ah, whatever. I don't care. I want to go back to not doing anything. But, uh, so yeah, Glory was like my first band that I ended up doing. And I'm trying to think like how that came about. Uh, I think the guitar player, Casey, who he plays in Fiddlehead now, he plays in like other like cool bands and stuff, like other like more, uh, avant-garde type things. Um, he, he reached out to me at one point and was kind of just like, Hey man, like I, I very like loosely knew him probably just from like shows in Boston. He's playing that band death injection too. Uh-huh. Um, he, I just knew him from like shows in Boston. Cause I was going to a lot of shows in Boston. Cause um, I don't know. It's like not that far. And like those shows were just like awesome at the time, you know, like the, like 2000, like 14, 16 ish through that, like, I guess is like, you know, you had like, uh, I'm trying to think even like of bands that were like around, but like, like you had Blossom Strangler, Clear, Blood Crow Butcher, Big Contest, like a lot of like Free Spirit, I guess, potentially broken up like not that long before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like a lot of bands that rattle them up, but like, you know, a lot of bands I was really into. And that same guitar player of Restraining Order, he went to Berkeley School of Music for some period of time. So we would be in Boston, like hanging out with him and like he would, he was just like crazy and would like drive to Connecticut and then drive back to Boston so we could go to a show. Like, he, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, just like, you know, from being around at shows, I guess he reached out to me and was like, Hey man, would you want to sing in this band? And I was just like, yeah, that's sick. And then, you know, it's like, it, it kind of just went from there, I guess. Like, I don't, I never, never had like written lyrics or anything or like, you know, it's, it, it just kind of like, uh, it was cool. It was, yeah. I think that's like how I don't I don't know if that's how I met Sam who who played bass in the band, but it honestly like might have been just like crazy. Yeah, and, and if if you look at the the lineup, I feel like everybody's gone on and I'm just uh, still in some awesome. Yeah, bands. yeah, I mean everybody does like that's the thing, and that's how I mean I definitely that's how I met Connor and Mike who played Nakulu and Illusion whatever. Um, but yeah, like I had Mike is like Casey's friend from New Hampshire, mm-hmm. so. It's like, that's how I met him. And like, it was, you know, it was sick. And like, it's, it's funny to look back and retrospect like all oh, these people playing, like still playing like pretty good band. Yeah. And uh, the band, obviously um, you guys um, aren't together anymore. Do you feel like it was short lived? Could it have gone on longer? Uh, no, I mean like any shortcoming the band ever had was like my fault. Like, those, those guys are like, so, so all so like, driven and talented and stuff you know like they they know what they're doing obviously you know i mean they play in the college incredible bands and everything mm-hmm. 
ad and like Sam does the label and like all this stuff. I'm just like, I'm just like the worst and like just don't take things seriously sometimes. And like, I just like, you know, I'm, I'm sure we could have done like a little bit more, but I'm like happy with it. Like we're all still friends and like, you know, I hang out with Sam. I talk to Casey pretty often. I see Connor. I see Mike. I saw Mike like last year at Chubby and the Gang in the City. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, like we're all like cool. It's just, you know, we, we were supposed to play like a few times and like within the last like couple of years. And it's like, we're not like, we're not a band, but like, you know, if they wanted to play a show, it's like, yeah, I'm going to play a show. I don't care. But it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It, I, I wish like, you know, when I think back about it, I'm like, oh, I wish I like practiced more and like was more on top of my shit. Cause like, you know, I do like the band. Like I enjoy like musically. I really do enjoy it. But do you think maybe that was because it was like your your first go at it, and um, you're just kinda yeah, like, like I mean, I'm just like it's just kind of like how I am too. It's just like I get like yeah, uh, I was just more into like uh you know going crazy and like you know having a good time. And I was like I should probably should have remembered the lyrics to some of these songs every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> it's just like fine, you know, whatever. I don't care. It doesn't matter. They don't they don't think they hold it against me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, I'm I really glad to hear that. You know, everybody's still cool. Uh, and there was like no no ill will because uh, th- th- that always gets a little weird sometimes when bands don't end on good terms and uh, you know things can get yeah, no, we, we play. I mean, our last show was Suburban Fight Weekend like two years ago, I think. Uh-huh. So I mean, you know, that was sick. That was like great. We hadn't done anything in like months, and then like like I mean, honestly, we haven't done anything in in like a year. And Madison like asked us to play or whatever, so it was just like and like I think it was kind of like a thing where illusion was already playing and then it was kind of just like sam was like yeah but can we play too or whatever or like you know that's like you guys should play whatever i don't know how it went down but you know i got flown to california and had a great time and like you know we went swimming in, in like madison's pool we went to uh laguna beach it was a really really like great weekend considering like i had been in california one other time and we didn't really have time to like do anything cool uh-huh. and for people who have never got to experience a suburban fight weekend i i I loved those weekends as uh, Madison and uh, whoever else um, helped them out. Uh, they would just put together these crazy lineups, just uh, so many awesome bands and just to be able to see bands that you normally wouldn't um, see in California. Uh, it, it was just so awesome. It was something to look forward to. So I, I was uh, bummed that it uh, didn't happen for a couple of years. Yeah. So I'm maybe in the future. I don't know uh, if he plans. To I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll happen again and stuff like Dude, like, I mean, that year was such a good time. It felt like I was just like, it was like a four day, like weekend, like party, kind of just like hanging out. Like, got to go to the beach a lot, which is nice. Like, it was just good. Like, just a really, really like fun time. I'm really glad it happened. Actually, that was, to be fair, that wasn't the last show we played. We played, we played a, we played the quote unquote last show at a bar in Somerville that was such a nightmare, but it was like funny. So, like, I don't care. Uh, I'm curious, and you mentioned that um, you'd only been to California one other time. Uh, what was that for? The first glory weekend with Forced Order and Scrappin' Sea. It was in 2016, no, 2017, I guess. Okay, man. But yeah, we yeah we played we played program, we played the Echo, and then we played somewhere in San Francisco. Okay, man. I love discrepancy. I'm so bummed that they. Oh, me too. Do. Big fan. That seven inch is really great, and it's really just like stuff. They stopped being a band. Yeah, I I always felt like they were just like this uh, hidden gem of Orange County hardcore because they weren't like super active, but whenever they played, I'm like, okay, like I have to be there. No, yeah, they were they were great, and like I ended up like meeting them that weekend, and like they were all really really cool, and like I still talk to a couple of them just like every once in a while. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. But damn, and that was a quick trip. Did you guys just like fly out, do those days, and just fly home? Yeah, that was that one was like we didn't have any time for like any kind of like cool sightseeing or anything, which is not really like my thing anyway. Like when I'm on like tours and stuff, I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't, like I'm just happy to be like with my friends and like eating shitty food and having like a you know, fun enough time. But it was, it was like that one was I'm trying to think, well, we didn't do anything. We, went, we like hung out in Echo Park for like a long time. We had the like, time to kill before the Echo show, uh-huh. um, which was like nice. You know, it's not a bad thing. Um, but yeah, it was like, I, uh, oh yeah, we drove from the airport to program. And uh, the first thing I did when I was in California is throw up all over the Pita Hot parking lot. It was great. <laughs> One, Were you wonderful sick or, time. Or... I, I, yeah, dude, I get, I get like crazy, crazy motion sick, like with like, you know, a combination of variables where like, you know, I hadn't eaten, I had drank a bunch of coffee before I got on a plane, mm. like whatever. I felt like shit. And I literally just the whole way from the airport, which is like, you know, people don't know it. So I guess it's pretty long from LAX to Orange County, yeah. but I had my head just between my legs, just like in a minivan that we rented. And I was just like, I'm going to die. This sucks. Like I feel like shit already. And dude, as soon as I opened the door in the parking lot and like, everybody's like, yo, what's up? But I'm just, <gasps> just dying. <laughs> then the young got out of my system and I was like, all right, I'm ready to eat. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> wow. It's like, that's uh, everybody's first image. Of, that's your greeting. Is he throwing up everywhere? That's crazy. Yeah, I got a, I got, I got a lot of, uh, I'm sure people in California have a lot of like twisted images of me. Uh, this is like a really funny thing that Dorian who played four star always brings up. It's like, we were in Texas for this weekend one time mm-hmm. and I it was like, dude, it's probably like a hundred, 102 degrees out. And we're sitting in the van that we have rented and, I'm like starving. I'm like broke. Like category, like categorically going to go to Georgia broke all the time. So I'm just like, oh, there's a little Caesar. So I went and got like a hot ready. And I was like, I'll just eat this for the next like, you know, day. And I'm just sitting in the van, sweatpants, no shirt, just sweating so much, just eating this disgusting cheese pizza. It was so crazy. Like it was such like a, like thinking back on it, I'm just like, damn, why did I do that? Like that wasn't even funny at the time. Like, uh-huh. but just like, always oh, brings it up. I'm just curious why you're in sweatpants in that kind of weather. That's crazy. I, dude, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to dress, you know. It's sort of, you know, it's just like, you know, it's my comfortable, my comfortable clothing. You know, I don't always, I don't like wearing shorts really. So I'm like, okay. yeah. Damn. I'm not looking for it. Like, I, I I live in Orange County, so we have like really nice weather for like the majority of the year. But uh, I, so when summer rolls around, I, I feel like we're just like so spoiled that when it gets to like you know eighty degrees, I'm like dying. I'm already complaining about how hot like how hot it is. Yeah, dude, Orange County is crazy. Like it is like kind of the most like picturesque place on earth. It's insane. Um, like yeah, like it is. It is so nice though. Like. Like as I'm saying, I'm saying this like stare out the window of just like it's just been snowing for on and off every like three days, but it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine because I've lived in California my whole life, so I've never really had to deal with uh, like real weather, like uh, snow. Just like it snows in the mountains down here, but I've never had to you know deal with it. Uh, like on it's the kind of thing, man, where you just you forget every single year you just go like okay yeah that's over and you're like it's summer and you're like damn it's pretty hot and you're like yeah i want to cool down and then if you know the first time you get like a lot of snow you're just like oh my god i forgot this is bullshit i hate this but you know you just you persevere it doesn't really matter it's just you can't really change it you know you just kind of shovel it and just call it a day okay that, that was what i was gonna ask like you know for where you're at do you have to like you know shovel your driveway and like yeah. get your car ready and <laughs> constantly all that? it sucks yeah, I'm always shoveling. Like especially just like less than two weeks, and just like I feel like I'm out there every other day. 
But yeah, you know, once again, it's just there's nothing you can do about it. You just do it. It's like it's okay exercise, I guess. Yeah, but but that's probably probably annoying too. You're you're out there where it's really cold. You're probably sweating too. So like your body's just like yeah, in yeah. weird state. Well, like that's the thing is like I don't like leave the house that much. So I'm like you know any I guess if I it's good for me to have like, an excuse to be like okay I have to step outside and like actually do something physical is like you know it's 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 nice. Yeah, I I totally every get once, that. Every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll go on these like benders of uh playing video games. I'll go into like these virtual mm-hmm. worlds and uh, next thing I know it's like, you know, 10 hours I'm like, "Holy shit, I've been sitting here for so long." I was like, "All right, let me go just out of my house. So I don't feel crazy today." Yeah, I got to go do something menial outside. Got to go just find something around outside, take a walk. <laughs> Yeah, just because uh, I would be totally happy. I'm not even kidding. If I could, if I could just log into like a virtual world, like Matrix style or something, and not have to uh, oh, live on just Earth. Dream, brother, dream, dude. Yeah, just... I was, uh, I was, uh, I was in a deep World of Warcraft hole for like a few months here, and I was just like, all right, I'm not getting done. This sucks. I have to stop doing it. Oh wow, I, I'm curious. It, yeah, yeah. Were you Alliance or Horde? Oh, Horde, man, Horde. Huh? Okay, you know what's funny? I've never met somebody who's been pro-Alliance, so I'm happy to hear yeah, you man. say Horde. We, we, we don't mess with that. I mean, so we, we don't mess with that. Okay. Yeah, that's like, that game is fucked up. It's just like, uh, I've been playing for so long, and like, on and off, you know? And uh, it's just like, I'll always go back to it. It's, it's, it's kind of fun. But then, like, you know, you get to a point where you're kind of like, wait, why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, you, you rationalize. Uh, have you got to play any of the new expansion? Yeah, yeah, I played like a lot. I played so much. Oh wow! Okay, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was just like, yeah, I got to, I got to do other stuff. And just because it's just like you know, you're constantly kind of like, oh, I got to do this thing. I got to do it so I don't, you know, whatever, so I can do this next thing next week. And so it's like they really get you. They really engineered this, uh, you know, this 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 carrot on a stick type thing. Yeah, and, and you got to think like it's been World of Warcraft. There's been no sequel, just these expansions, and th- like just the model that they've created. It's uh, like obviously super successful. Uh, I, I I haven't played the new expansion. I, I like jumped back into it like right before it came out because I, I have this buddy. His name's uh, Joe Sampson, and he's been in like the same guild for like over ten years, and he's like, That's yeah, it's insane. And he's like uh, has like all the best gear. So he was like, dude, you got to come back and play. So uh, so I he convinced me. I, I went back. And I just uh, didn't really know what was going on because I'd been gone for probably like six or seven years. And he was like, all right, just uh, just um, follow me. And, and uh, he would just like carry me through like all these random stuff. Yeah, and he'd yeah. be like he's like, go click that chest, get get this item. And like, we're going to go do another thing. And I just wasn't having fun because I was just basically following him around. And he was just telling me what to do to try to catch me up to speed. And I was just like, yeah, yeah I can't do this, man. I was like, I- I'm, I'm done. Hey, dude, I mean, to, to like tie it back to like, I think you said about the Matrix, it's just like it's very matrix like to when you're like, you know, you're super into it and you're like, you know, you're really zeroed in. You're kind of like, you're having a good time. Like, oh, this is cool. This is awesome. Then you start kind of seeing like the edges of being like, Oh wait, I'm only doing this so I can do this next thing. So I can do this next thing. So like, there's there's, there's no point. And like, then you, it all starts unraveling around you and you're like, why am I playing this game? Then you forget, you stop playing. And then you like, you know, you go back into it six months later or something. Vicious cycle, man. Yeah. Or I, I feel crazy when my friends, uh, you know, want to hang out or if I'm trying to explain to them, I'm like, yeah, like I, I was doing these raids to get this currency so I could, uh, you know, get this piece of armor. And they're just looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? Because like, I, I, I play Final Fantasy 14 still. Um, I, I play mm-hmm. that consistently and none of my friends play. So whenever I, I try to bring it up, they just think I'm uh, sounding crazy. And then 
as I'm trying to tell them about this, like, you know, armor set that I'm trying to complete. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is weird. Cause uh, there really is no point to it. Cause <laughs> once I get the armor, cool. Like I, I'm, I'm at the top and I just have the weight. Really, <laughs> yeah. It really is this like, you know, this like momentary gratification of like, yeah, that's just like the entire world, I guess. But like, it really is just this like momentary thing. You're like, oh, sick. And then you're kind of like, wait, what was the fucking way? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nice when I log in and I see it all shiny on my screen, but that's as far as it goes because uh, yeah, literally yeah, yeah. nobody like, else nobody cares. About this. This, is a, it's like, you know, this is kind of embarrassing. Like, I gotta, <laughs> I'm, I'm fully on board with it, though. You know, like, I will do it. It's, it's fine. Mm. Okay, but that's crazy. I, I, I had no idea that you uh, played video games. Do, do you have like Oh, yeah, a, I'm, 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 an, I'm an epic gamer. That's a, I'm really not. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I play, I, play, I play enough games. I mean, so outside of PC, do you have any like consoles or are you just strictly PC? Uh, I have a switch that I should use more. Um, I just, it's just cause like my girlfriend's home from work. She's not working right now. So she's just home all the time. Uh-huh. Um, we just like, you know, there's like, we want to like do things together that are like, you know, not, not just like watching TV. So I was just like, she like doesn't play video games. Um, but, uh, she like expressed interest in wanting to play something. So I was like, Oh, let me see what I can, I'll see what I can get. Ended up getting like um, one of the Resident Evil ports, probably like I think it was maybe one that was on DS or something. Uh-huh. And uh, we started playing that together recently, and it's been like very, very funny. It's like so hard. She's so bad at it, but she like she like knows she's like awful at it, but she tried, so it's, it's nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm trying to get back more into that. I just watched that Nintendo Direct today just because I was like, yeah, I want I want to know what's going on. Uh-huh. Yeah, they had- I, I, I I play like a lot of like uh, like play badly play a lot of like you know like competitive games and that i'm just like that just do nothing for me they just make me like so bummed when i'm just like bad at them so i'm just kind of like oh i need to start playing like games that have like more of a point than like winning you know okay i, I do like enjoy video games quite a bit there's a there's a game that i'm obsessed with uh and it's only on um, to my knowledge it's only on switch and pc it's this game called uh, hades i don't know if you've ever heard of it Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw that they're releasing like the, the physical version of it. Yeah, I want to try it. Dude, I'm obsessed with that game. It's it's like it looks awesome. No, it looks really cool. I, I someone had been talking to me about it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what that is. Like whatever. But then I watched this this trailer thing yesterday, and I was like, oh, this looks awesome. I should get it. Yeah, it's like super grindy. So like you you have to be down to put in the time. But like it's kind of like a snowball effect. Oh, like, no, I two- love that. Okay, Dude, I love. I played like I played like 200 hours of Diablo three. It was crazy. Okay, like, when okay. I got my Switch, I played so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, dude. So definitely check out Hades because it, it's so it's so much fun. Like I've I've had it for maybe like I think maybe three days, and I've already put in like thirteen hours. Yeah, I want to get. I mean, I'll probably get like the physical one when it comes out if it's not out already. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's out. Just because like I I got I because like yeah, that's like what they were. I know it's been out or whatever, but they they're like you know they're coming out with actual like, cartridge. So I was like, yeah, I'll get that. That's that's cool. I hate buying like digital games just because like you know, I delete them and I forget that I have them. <laughs> dude that's how i am like i'm just strictly digital i because it got to the point where like i was like moving so often and i I was trying to be like a minimalist and i I just didn't want to have a bunch of stuff so i was like all right i was like if i can just get like movies video games uh you know digital like let me try it out so i kind of dabbled like my buddy uh zach uh he was like the first person I knew that he's like, all right, like I'm done with physical. I'm going hundred percent digital. And I, I like talked to him about it and I was like, all right, I was like, I, I think I could do this. So I, I started and I just haven't looked back. So like, like I, I mean like good on you, like I'm an envious, but I'm like such like a, uh, I, you know, a- analog things really are uh, like kind of my thing mm-hmm. at this point, which is like, I'm just staring over at like my piles of crap that probably just, you know, I'm going to die with. It's all just some bullshit. Um, 
But like, you know, it's, so it's just like, I like to have like the physical thing. I like to have like a record, I like to have a zine, I like to have like, you know, like whatever. It's just stupid me, I guess. My brain is insane. <laughs> Now, I, I don't think it's stupid because I uh, do collect comic books. Like, that's the one thing which um, I won't make the switch. Oh, that's the worst thing. That's, that's the worst one. So. Yeah, so it's just like I, I have, like, thousands of comic books. And it's because I, I, I love going to conventions and, like, meeting my favorite writers and my favorite artists. No, I mean, that's, that's great. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I have some comic books also. It's just like, you know, it is, like, a nice thing to, like, actually hold in your hands, you know? 100%. And also it's like, um, I, I have a buddy who owns a comic shop and, uh, you know, he's busy running his business. So, um, it's always nice to, for me to be able to go in there and at least uh, catch up with him, you know, once a week, uh, you know, and like support or whatever, and like, you know, do something for your friend. That's nice. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'd say, yeah, I'm like a big, I like, I like having like the physical things. It's like, I don't know, man. It's like crazy. Everything is like so fast all the time. And like, you know, it's like kind of keeps you grounded a little bit where you're like, all right, I can get this physical thing. Too. Don't get me wrong. I use, I use plenty of Spotify and YouTube or whatever. So, yeah. so do, do you have like a big record collection? Not huge. I mean, like I'm just like perpetually broke. So I'm just like, you know, like since I was like, you know, 17 or 18, I was buying records. Mm-hmm. So I buy a bunch. Sell a bunch, buy a bunch, sell a bunch. But recently, I'm more like a little bit, you know, better about it, and like, I actually have like I've been getting a, a good amount of stuff. Like I've just got, like, I've got like cool stuff, you know what I mean? I don't buy like crap I don't care about just just to buy it. Like I, you know, I have like, just records that are cool that I got for like you know, people are you know generous and like will sell me for cheaper or like you know people give me stuff. It's, you know, it's, it's it's cool. Like I look through them all the time. You know, I listen to them maybe once a week. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I don't know why, but it just never like a, a, appealed to me. I, I used to have this roommate, and that's like what he loved. He was like obsessed, uh, just trying to you know track down all these old records that he was never able to buy, um, you know, before his time, and just uh, you know, seeing the records was cool. But it's just like uh, for me, I, I just never wanted to to have a bunch of records. Like obviously, like I always try to find. Uh, dude, it's it's it, that is the actual worst. I take it back saying about the comic books. Records are the actual worst, but like. I don't know. Like I have friends who are like freaks, you know what I mean? People mm-hmm. who are just like obsessive who will buy everything and like, you know, so many different like variants of everything. And like just to have it, which is just like, yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. Like maybe if I, maybe if I like a record like so much, I'm like, yeah, I'll buy like several copies of this, but like, you know, it's, it is really like a silly thing. Yeah. So sometimes I, I think about that because I have, um, I, I collect like K-pop records uh, or albums, mm-hmm. whatever. And there's this like newer band that debuted and I have like 10 copies of the same album. Uh, I've, I've opened one, but I have like nine that are sealed. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just want to like just kind of try to acquire as many as I can because I, I like the record so much. But like sometimes I, I look at it and I'm like, why do I have 10 of those? Uh, like that's unnecessary. Yeah, it is funny. Like just, just earlier, um, I did, I did the, uh, the layout and the design for the the newest Nico Strike LP on Triple B, and uh, you know they're, they're like my friends and stuff. So, but like, so like it was like funny that was like when when they got their records and stuff, I was like, oh, like yeah, let me get a couple just to like have, you know, like I just want to like you know whatever I want to have in my like you know personal archive of things that I've worked on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it gave me like like fifteen copies of the record. And I'm just like that's like a, it was a joke, you know, it's like funny, but I'm just like. Damn! Now I have like 15 copies of this record. Like, what am I going to do with all these? Like, trying to like give them to people and stuff. People are like, yeah, I already have it. Like, I don't, like, I don't want that. Yeah, like, all right, cool. Yeah, it's like, what am I going to do with 15? Yeah, because like, 
I think like one or two would have been cool uh, just to have it. Yeah, it was like fun. It was like a funny bit. You know, he's being like, yeah, you got to take all these. But I'm just like, all right, man, whatever. I guess I will. That's cool. <laughs> you know, I'll, you know, I'll sell them in 10 years or something. Make a nice profit, I guess. Yeah. When people look back and they're like, wow, 2020 was a crazy year, but EcoStrike put out a like an important record. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like that's like the thing I have a lot of. That I have like, I have a, I did this. I did like the stuff for the Queensway EP on days also. So I have like a bunch of those. That's just cause like he's uh lumpy from days. Like whenever I do some, some like stuff for me, that hooks me up and make sure I get like one of everything, which is like nice. I doesn't have to, you know? Uh-huh. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about uh, you uh, doing the layout for those records. Uh, how did you start doing that? Cause uh, I, I know that you've worked uh, on a bunch. Yeah, I figured you'd ask. I was like trying to like literally trying so hard to like remember how that happened, like how I started doing that so much. But like, I'm trying to think. Either I did. Um, there's like three things that are like tied for like when I don't know when I which which one I did first. But uh, the, the first restraining order, seven inch on New Age, rule them all. The first EP on New Morality and the fight first record on reconsider they literally did all of those like right around the same time and it's like very very hazy in my memory of like which one i did first but whichever one came first led to all the other ones i guess you know mm-hmm. so it was it was it was cool like i i had just like a restraining order i've known all of them for like a super super long time singers like one of my like super old friends probably like one of my oldest like hardcore friends okay. um and the rest of them i've known for like you know almost 10 years or whatever um but I think I must have did that first and like it's kind of crazy like it wasn't even that long like none of this was that long ago you know and uh but like people just are like yeah that guy did that so he could probably do ours too and like with like no real like you know I don't have any like artistic credits at all you know I didn't go to school or anything <laughs> but like people would rule them all or someone in the fight was just kind of like yeah this guy can handle it and I think those records are cool like I like looking at them still I'm not like embarrassed mm. Yeah, that that's crazy that it just kind of turned into this thing where people are like, you know, see your work and they're all right, cool. Like, let's hit them up and see if you'll, uh, you know, do it for us. And yeah, I think it's I think it's desperation, man. I think if people are like, yeah, I got to say your works for cheap. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it it's cool. Though. Like, it really is. Like, you know, I like to be involved. And like, I had just met the guys and ruled them all in the fight right around like when both of those records were coming out. Like, I we weren't like I haven't been like like I knew some of those people, I guess uh-huh. I've known the drummer of world of Malt for like a pretty long time. You see friends with like my brother, like a long time ago, but like I really didn't know any of them, but like I just like started getting close with them just from like hanging out and like whatever. So yeah, it was, it was cool. I'm like, I'm glad I did it. You know? Yeah. Cause honestly, um, if you look at the records that you've you know done those visuals for um, all super awesome records and I, I feel like it, the layouts, uh, you know, came out great. So, you know, you're looks like, you're yeah, I, I like, and that's the thing I, it's like, I mostly do stuff with my friends, which is like cool in the sense that like, you know, I can have like a personal touch to things, you know, I can really like have it the way I think they would want it or like, you know, like perceive them that the way that they, I think they, they, and like how they think they should be perceived. So it's really is a cool, cool, cool thing. Like I really, I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. And uh, are you open to working with people that you aren't? Oh yeah. Yeah. With? I mean, I'll do, I'll work. I mean, I've done plenty of stuff that was like for like other people and I'm down like for anybody, anything like, even like, dude, like, you know, coming up with like artistic ideas for records is like tough. You know what I mean? That's like a really like arduous process. Just like makes your head hurt. That's just too much stuff. But like, even like, I'm just down to do like technical work for people. Like, people who just need like the record like set up to go to press and like stuff like that. I can do a lot of that already for like days and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I don't, I don't like consider myself like an artist, you know, I'm just like a guy who just kind of knows how to use the computer and kind of like, you know, uh, I think my one accolade is that I could, you know, I, I know hardcore bands and I know what kind of hardcore bands should sound like, you know, it's like, or what should look like, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like it's my one, uh, one strong suit, I guess. Well, it's a good skill to have because I look at that and then obviously I see the finished product. I'm like, all right, cool. Like that looks awesome. But I can't even imagine if somebody gave me like a blank canvas or all right, make it work. I would be so like, which is so much of the time, man. This is like, it's like, that's like everybody's idea who's like, and that's like, you know, people who think that they're being like malleable and like easy to work with. It should be like, no, no, you need to just tell me like what you think. Like tell me how you feel about your band, like whatever. Just tell me anything because like, if I don't know you really, it's like so much harder. Even if I do know people, it's like, I don't know what they're going for. You know, it's like, you know, I do to an extent, but it really is like, I need you to tell me to be like, Hey, like, this is kind of like our, our vibe or like what we're into. And like, and I can go, okay. Yeah. Like, how about something like this? You know? And then I go from there. Okay. It just makes my life so much easier. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I've like I said, the the records that I know that you've uh, you know done those layouts for, I, I think are awesome. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. Thank you. Know, more I of that yeah, like I I got a bunch coming out this year. I think like I said, there's like already a few that I have done that are like you know waiting to to hit the press or whatever. Okay. Anything you want to announce? What's that? So, is there anything you want to announce? You want to break some news? Um, no, I'm trying to think. Like, <laughs> well, there's probably there's a couple things I shouldn't talk about i guess but like uh i just like i we have like a you know i'm sure we'll probably talk about it but i'm in that band out for justice and i just redid this cd layout into an lp layout for this like limited uh thing we're gonna have coming out at some point soon i don't know when when the records will be in but i think they'll probably just all they're not gonna get pre-ordered and i think they're just gonna like go up um, I just did that and that looks that came out pretty cool for like for like what it is. It's something I did like very quickly, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of just being like, all right, this is already basically done. I just have to like reformat it. But then I was kinda of like, Oh yeah, this looks really, really crazy and bad. I have to like at least fix it. And I think it came out like a lot nicer than it like it originally was. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, that I mean I just did the all the stuff for that uh at Ben Colossus with the guys from Mind Force and Tom Sheehan from mm-hmm. Incision. And that's like one of my favorite things I've ever done. Like I love looking at it. I can't wait to like get it and actually like hold it. Hell yeah, that, that's awesome. Uh, you, you mentioned Afro Justice, and I, that's funny because that was actually going to be the next thing I was going to ask. Uh, so you, you mentioned that you moved uh, to the Hudson Valley a couple of years ago. Um, did you start this band after you moved, or was it already in the works before you moved there? I'm trying to think. No, I had just moved, I guess. Yeah, I had just moved, I think. Because like, I remember thinking it was like funny. It's like, oh yeah, I'm in this New York band now. <laughs> like, I just moved. Because, uh, yeah, like, yeah, no, that was trying to think when i started hanging out with like lumpy uh, like a few years ago i guess mm-hmm. but um he's like really well, like the driving force behind the whole thing like he, he kind of like made us made us pull it all together obviously him and jay but like lumpy like really like you know put the pedal to the metal and got us rolling um but yeah i was already living in new york and i just like i don't know just get through like talking to him like hey you want to be in this funny band and i went yeah sure man <laughs> And then, you know, it was, it's, you know, it's, it's here we are now. Yeah. It's, it's pretty insane. Cause I'm, I'm trying to think, uh, how long ago it was, but I, I think when I had Jay on the podcast, we talked about out for justice for, for a little bit. 
Um, but if it, that was like, you know, I think early on w- with the band, but if you look at uh, Afro justice now, it's like, you guys have been like super busy, which, uh, you know, which was, you know, you mentioned like funny band, but it's like, you know, it seems like you guys are taking this like kind of serious because, uh, with so oh, many releases, there, there's, there's not a, uh, there's not a serious bone in the entire Alpha justice side. We'd be very, very clear about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> No, it's just like serious in the sense that we like like what we're doing and it's mm-hmm. like fun and like whatever you know we, we take it as seriously as we need to, but yeah. like it really is like everything is very on a whim, you know. It's just like we've played three shows ever, so <laughs> it's like funny. I don't know. It's cool. Like I'm glad I get to do it. Like you know, like like you know, it's it's a style of hardcore that like I do like, which mm-hmm. is like it's just like funny to do it now, like. But it's cool, like being in the band with Lumpy is awesome. He's like my good friend now. Like even when we started the band, we weren't that tight. But you know, now we we do a lot of shit together. And Jay also, Jay is like a huge, just like in general, just like supportive, like sick friend. So it's just like you know, I'm glad I get to do this thing with them. And then the other guys too, Ben, Brandon, Killa, just like they they play shows live, but they're always like down to do shit and are always like cool and like whatever. Yeah, I'm 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 fortunate that I've been able to see you guys live once. I I, I was there at FYA. I I was happy. Oh yeah, I was that was that was legendary, man. <laughs> yeah, it was just insane because I was just like, okay, I, I know this isn't going to happen that often because like you know, looking at the people in the band, it's like I I know like they have other projects going on. So for the schedules to align for everybody to be here, like okay, I gotta soak this up and you know enjoy because who knows when I'll see out for justice again. Yeah, that was uh, it was cool. Like that, it was like. I don't know. That was like, I'm really glad that happened. Like shout out to Bob. Like he's, he's always, he was like number one, like day one supporter, which is like crazy. Which is like funny to think about. But, uh, he like booked our second show that we just didn't play. That like we, we had, we had like a, a two show weekend, like book mm-hmm. that was like, we played, we played our first show on the island. That was really cool. And then the second, the next day was supposed to, we were supposed to go to Pennsylvania and play with like Shattered Realm in Dysphoria. And it just like, eh, there's like a lot of like miscommunication in the band. Like, because like the core of the band is Jay, myself, and Lumpy. Like, we record everything and like make all the plans and do all this stuff. So, like, you know, miscommunication happened where people are like, oh, yeah, hey, I can't play both shows. And then it was like, we didn't really know until like the day of mm-hmm. that, like, we weren't going to be able to swing it. We were kind of like, yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. Like, someone will play bass and someone will play guitar, like, whatever, it's fine. And it was just like two people were just like, yeah, we, we absolutely cannot go to Pennsylvania today. <laughs> we're like, oh, well, I guess, I guess we're not going to Pennsylvania today. <laughs> so we ended up actually, uh, we record, we ended up like booking studio time like that day and ended up recording on the island, which was cool for like our neck for the second EP that came out on the streets of hate. Mm-hmm. So we recorded it in the split with payback. So we ended up recording all that stuff just like did that day instead. So we, you know, so good. Interesting. So, uh, if you guys went to the show, do you think you would have recorded that, uh, you know, all those songs uh, soon after, or was it just because you no, had to do probably had not? To be fair, I mean, it's like this thing. Everyone's like, is busy. Like Jay is like a very like real adult person and has like a family and like a life. He's mindful, obviously. And like mm-hmm. at the time, I guess he there was that they're in their downtime, but it it would have been much, much, much more difficult because we were already on Long Island, so it was kind of like, yeah, let's just do it, like, screw it. Um. I think that's how it went down. You know what I mean? Like in my branch, a little, a little hazy the last couple of years have been just really nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's been pretty much how it went down. But yeah, like that's, we're, we're in that sense, like once we have the time allotted to do whatever we're going to do, it's usually pretty easy. Like we're like, you know, we're, we're all very like, yeah, let's just do it. Like whatever. Like, 
And that's thing, like Jay and Lumpy are both actually like so, so, so talented and like quick. Like watching them vibe off each other, like when they're like trying to like write songs in the studio is uh, maddening for one. It makes me crazy. But at the same time, it's, it's just like, it's a sight to be seen. Like they really get, they really can like zero in on each other and know exactly what they're talking about without even like, without even really like sounding it out. It's nuts. Yeah, I, I remember so, uh, on the team back to the conversation that I had with Jay about Alfred Justice and him just kind of telling me that you, you guys would just go in the studio and just just kind of lay it down and not really rehearse a whole lot. And like, I was, it was just kind of no, blowing my mind. We've had three practices ever. Yeah. So and, and that's just crazy, crazy to think about. Yeah. I mean, dude, that's something like Jay's like, Jay's like, you would hate, probably hate me to say, he's like a veteran. Like, he, he knows, like, he's been in bands for such a long time mm-hmm. that, like, he knows what he's doing. Like he is very like he knows the kind of drum parts he needs to play for this kind of music, and like he's just down to do it. Like he is just he's got like a like a great 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 like just natural rhythm that he has. It's just it's awesome. And like same thing with Lumpy. He's just like you know a professional musician to some extent. So it's kind of like he he can really like get the job done when it's got to be done. And like his brain is just you know, all fucked up. It is. It's cool how they work. I'm bad. Like I'm like very, very. Like I have to like get that out of the way. I'm very bad. Like recording, I'm awful. Writing lyrics, I'm like pretty bad. It's just like you know, it is what it is. They work with me and like make it happen. Though, so I can, I'm you know, very appreciative. So uh, at, at this point, this is your second go at being in a band. Yes. 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 That's crazy. Okay, so you went from Glory to Alfred Justice, which is uh, oh yeah, they're, they're a little bit different, but that's why it's yeah. funny. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm, I mean, like, if anybody who actually like knows me knows I'm like, I'm into a lot of stuff, you know. What mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I'm not like, I can't be like pigeonholed into being like, oh, you like this kind of hardcore. Like, I like, I like a lot of shit. So it's, you know, I think those are like the best hardcore kids because uh, it's it's weird when I'll when I'll talk to somebody about uh, you know hardcore and they're just pro like one subgenre and they'll like you know legit yeah, like just I mean, not want to listen to another and it blows my mind. For better or worse, man, uh, I I really could talk about any like any kind of hardcore band. It's just, just like you know my brain is crazy, it's a nightmare. But like it's just like that's all that the knowledge I have up there is just like I can just talk about just bands just gets crazy it sucks kind of but like you know it is it's great when like like cause lumpy is like that to an extent also like he doesn't like 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 youth crew or anything cool he just was like <laughs> but he we, we could talk about like you know a lot of stuff and like that's it's still crazy it's like him more so than most people like him him and alex streets of hate is like two people are like we start hanging out we're talking about some bullshit and it's just like the conversation is just like going off the rails of just being like yeah, no normal people want to hear about us talk about like Burnside or something or like, you know, just some other like, you know, funny like New Jersey hardcore bands or something. You know, it's just like we're into we're into funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, going back to, you know, uh, you guys not really having a serious bone in your body, but, you know, t- 2019, you gave us uh, three releases, which I thought was, you know, insane. You guys staying super busy. Oh, it's mental. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, oh, dude. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, you should probably have three releases, and I'm just, like, thinking about them and just being like, whoa, that's really messed up, man. But go on with what you're saying, and I'll stop. Uh, I, I was just going to compliment the the split with uh, Payback, because I love that band, so it, it was cool to see you guys link up and do something together. Oh, no, that one's awesome. Like, I, I, I do love that. That one was, like, that song is sick. Um, that, that whole, like, thing is cool. I made, like, shirts for that, which was really awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I got to do, like, these, like, uh, Come and correct crutch like 
tour shirt rip. You should cover the record. It's like a rip of this shirt. But like that was sick. I got to go to this, like I went. I was going to this hardcore that year anyway. To I think it was like selling Eco Strike merch or something. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna make, get these shirts made also, just because like the split was coming out at at the fest. So and like payback, like, we weren't playing. Payback was. Uh-huh. So I was just like, oh, I'll get these shirts made for like everybody in the band, and I'll make like ten extra, and like we can sell them, just like you know, split the money or whatever. Or I don't know, even whatever. But uh, yeah, that was like a really like I'm really happy looking back on it because I do I like I love all those dudes like they're awesome like they're a cool band too like. Yeah, everybody's awesome. That band, super nice, uh, but yeah, super sick band. But that was something that that I was just like really stoked to see. So yeah, sure. yeah, like yeah, that was that was that was sick. Cause, like even like they put our first show too, and they were supposed to play our second show. Um, so yeah, that was yeah. So like they so, like from day one we were like you know pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. Keith's a madman. Like he's just like a mental patient. He's just a great guy. Always lets me stay at his house. He's just like always like a really good dude to me. Yeah, he's awesome. He he's hard to track down sometimes, but uh, uh, you know he's he's been on the podcast twice. Yeah, and he's, he's insane. Yeah. He's a he's a wild man. He's, he's, he needs help, but you know I do love that guy. Yeah, um, but yeah, we I mean yeah we had that. We had like a we did that split with Sector, which is crazy. That was like that was crazy. That was like early early in like the the lockdown of life over here. But it was I literally recorded the vocal. I bought like a condenser mic on eBay for like twenty dollars recorded it on my shitty laptop in my attic where i'm doing this right now uh-huh. but literally just like under a blanket and like yell talk to the lyrics it was it was that stuff is awful it was just that is so crazy <laughs> it's like funny so it cares it's like that's what i'm saying it's like we will do anything it doesn't matter like no one's gonna like it we're not gonna like not do something because it's like unprofessional or something you know uh-huh. yeah i just want to get it out there for people which i think is cool um you guys put out the uh, the Northeast uh, takeover, and you guys had all those um, like voice like memos from people. Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I remember when it first came out, and I was listening to this. I'm like, "This is insane." I was like, "I was like, okay." I was like, I, "It's uh, you know, cool. We get these voice messages, and then like you know, a couple songs, and then you know, a, a little break." And it was just uh, you know, kind of funny to hear all that stuff. Uh, were those all the voice messages you guys got for the record, or did some get? Uh, no, there's, there's probably so, I never listened to all of them, mm-hmm. but there's probably. So many more, but those ones are like the actual like funny ones. I do. I literally couldn't tell you who like ninety nine percent of those people. I have no idea. I mean, like I'm sure like Lumpy knows, uh-huh. but like I have no clue. It's really really crazy. That was like his idea. Like, he has like these like insane like genius idiot like thoughts where we're just being like, yeah, man, that's insane. Okay, I guess let's do it. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I'll, we'll have to uh, track him down again and see if he can I- identify all the people because it'd, it'd be pretty interesting to to know because yeah, some of that stuff I'm just listening. I'm like, this is uh, you know, so like off the wall. I'm just like, all right. I was like, I know there's a few that are like that are like people that are so great. Like people, I'm just being like, how, why would they do this? So weird. <laughs> but it's like funny, so I don't care. It doesn't yeah. matter. Hmm. So, but that band is just like all about just like doing what we're gonna do. You know, uh-huh. like it's just kind of like no limits. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely digging the vibe and the fact that you guys have managed to you know stay relevant and stay consistent because you know uh, like I mentioned, uh, 2019 you guys were busy and then gave us those two releases in 2020 and right off the bat, you know January 1st you guys uh, you know have this split with Morning and I'm like holy shit these guys are just nonstop. This is an awesome way to start off the year for hardcore. 
So I'm curious, is, is that going to be the trend going forward for the rest of the year? Because we're still here oh, yeah. in February. Whether I like whether I like it or not. I mean, I, I do like it, but it's like a funny thing where like mm-hmm. we have we have an LP and it's like written. It's like two songs, two songs that are on that split, but they're different. They're like slightly different. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's like there's like a nine song, eight song LP or whatever that'll be out at some point. I have to do like all the art and the layout for it. Uh, our friend Brandon, who plays drums live, he he painted like a cool cover for it. I had to just like actually get to work and actually do it. Mm-hmm. I've just been busy with like other things, so it's just like it's like the kind of bit where like you know I love being up, but like you know it'd be like oh hey I need this thing laid out for you know for for the record blah blah blah. And I'm just like yeah man you can't text me you know a week before you need it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the funny that's that's like why that band is fun. But you know it, it is cool. I'm glad we get to like he's motivated and like put it put it out and like get it all do the actual like hard work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we have, we have stuff coming out. I'm sure like I talked about that limited record. It's Northeast takeover out of like a hundred, I think it's going to be out on 12 inch at some point. Um, with like all new layout and stuff. But I think like, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll have more stuff. But Spoiled morning is like literally like one of my favorite things I've ever done with the band. Just cause it's like, it's just exactly like what I wanted it to be. And like morning is awesome. They're a sick band. Like they're the last band I went on tour with, which is like crazy. You know, considering it's like, that was like what last, last January, I guess. Yeah. So long but, ago. Like they're, they're all just like, just sick dudes. Like they're just awesome. Like exceptional. Not even just like, you know, people talking about bands, they go into a good goal. my brothers. Like those dudes are just, they're great. Like they're just, they're all like very cool individuals. Like each person is like sick. I've only had the chance to get to know uh, Ben Brody. Uh, he, he came on oh, the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Ben's, and... Ben's my number one. Ben's uh, my number one. That's not nice to say, but Ben, I talk to Ben every day. Yeah. Great guy. Like seriously, just talking to him and just hearing his point of view and just uh, hearing him talk about hardcore in the scene out there. It just like, yeah, he was just a great person to talk to. I, I, I seriously love that guy and support. I'll support anything he does. Cause I, I think he's yeah, awesome. Yeah. 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 Deathcore Ben. Uh, he, uh, he's really, really great. He, uh, he like he's like an actual designer. Like, I guess that might be his job. I guess okay. so. He is very, very like constructive and helpful to me. And like from the second I met him, that's like how he was. Like he because morning toured with Seed of Pain after FYI last year. Mm-hmm. Or I guess well, I was like yeah, I guess it was last year. Um, but yeah, the tour with Seed of Pain. So like I got to know, I I went on the, the, the most of the tour. So we got to know each other like right off the bat, and we're like, oh hey, we're kind of into like the same stuff, and like you know whatever, both like you know. Uh, Japanese RPGs, <laughs> uh, you know, he's a, he's a good guy though. And like, we talk all the time and like he, him and I like collaborated like totally on that split, like all like the art and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was just like a, it was like a really cool thing to be able to do with him. Yeah. That, that's super sick. And I, and I'm curious, uh, how did you guys decide to want to do a split with morning versus like any other band out there? Um, I mean, it's, there's not like super complex reasoning behind it, but like, I mean, I like morning. I think they're a sick band. I think they're awesome. Mm-hmm. But like morning more so as like a, the type of band they are is like something that the three of us are pretty into. I don't mean, I, I'm not going to speak for like Jay or like Lumpy and Pivot. They would love the band or anything, but like Jay grew up seeing all at war who were like, you know, the best metallic hardcore band of all time. And like, that's kind of morning's, kind of their vibe i guess like you know they have like a lot of like influences and like whatever but like it just makes sense for like the band that we are we're like you know this new york style band to like want to do something it's just like a cool contrast between the two things and like you know especially me and lumpy are both very into like uh 
I mean, the European hardcore scene, I guess. <laughs> like, you know, it's like older bands and stuff. So it's just like a really, really cool thing to be able to do. And like, you know, not to call them, they're not like Europe, I guess, like, it's like you know, London and England is like its own thing. But, you know, it's, it was a, it was just like a, it was just like I had like a good, had like a good vibe when I thought of the idea. I think I was just like, yeah, you know, that could be like a really, really like interesting thing. And like, I'm not going to say like a ton of people want to hear us, but like maybe people, people hadn't heard Morning Ears just because like, you know, they're not, they're not the biggest band in the world. So it'd be cool to expose more people to them. Yeah, no, I, I think and vice, versa, and, vice, and, and vice versa, mm-hmm. to be fair, like us, you know, people and people in England hearing us and like people in Europe hearing us. Yeah. No, yeah, I I feel like that's uh, you know a good way to promote on both sides. You know, with doing a split, so I I think you guys made a good choice because you know getting that yeah, international. Yeah, not, yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't like you know it wasn't like super deliberate. Yeah. Like, but like at the same time, it's like there is reasoning behind it, and it's just like when something's right, it's right. Or whatever. Like it's, it's just like a cool cool thing to be able to do. It's mm-hmm. like if we just did like a like a like split of payback is awesome too. But we were both like new bands when we did that, and like whatever. But like it's just like much more interesting to be able to like branch out and like, you know, do something different, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, I, I totally back it. Uh, but just a couple of things on that record. Uh, was it important to put it out on January 1st to start the year off right and kind of, you know, set the tone for hardcore or did that just, you know, it was just, another yeah, day? I mean, I, I personally just don't, I don't like like when stuff comes out in like late December, just cause just from like, you know, previous experience of being like, Oh yeah, it's gonna come out in like late December, and like nobody's even gonna think about it. Like it's just like I don't know. Then the, the year changes over, then you people just forget about it. Mm-hmm. That could be just my own thinking. But yeah, no, it was it was it was just cool. Like it's just like a cool way to start off, like you know, a year that's hopefully better than the last, which is like an absurdly crappy year for you know most people. Yeah. So you know, it's just like a nice you know we'll 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 get it going right, and we'll just see what happens from there. Um. Yeah, we. We, it was actually pretty funny. New Year's, like New, I hung out with Lumpy on New Year's. The Jay was supposed to be there. He ended up canceling, but we ended up like hanging out for New Year's, like I guess New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. But so that was like a cool, cool thing. So where like you're like it was like really funny because he was supposed to, uh, he was supposed to get all the stuff like up on streaming like that night. Like it was supposed to all go up at midnight on January first or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he he did something like messed up or like didn't answer an email from like the company that did it. <laughs> like it just didn't go up. And it was like so funny and like anticlimactic of us just being like, oh well, yeah, I guess it's not going up. But like the record still like went up for sale and stuff. And like you know, it was it was really cool. And lastly on the record, I um, you know uh, noticed that you, or I read that you guys went back and recorded with uh, Will Hurst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will, yeah. Can you talk about um you know that experience because I. Oh. I, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Will's great. Will's uh, he's the drummer of restraining order. I don't know if people know that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's drummer of restraining order. He does Maniac, which is like just like a sick ass band, like just like fast hard poison ideas. You know, I guess like fast Japanese hardcore. I don't know, but he's like the the like the, the main brain behind that. Like he does everything. Uh, he's just like a dude I've known for a really pretty long time. He played in this band Alert before i knew him i guess but my brother ended up being in that band uh it was you know whatever so we just been around like the same circles like connecticut and like western mass hardcore like, pretty pretty interlinked for a long period of time so he's just like a sick dude great drummer he's great at recording and it's just like something uh you know you gotta you gotta like 
got to keep it in house with hardcore. It really is like a real shame when people just decide to like com- go completely like outside of like the realm of like, I guess, you know, quote unquote, the scene for like, for stuff. It's just like, if you don't support your friends, they're not going to do it. And like, you know, it's, you're going to be upset when you don't have the option to do it. And like, he's recorded a lot of great shit. He recorded all the restraining order that you recorded, a lot of the early Mind Force, first LP. Um, just, yeah, a ton of stuff. He, he actually recorded our demo too, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's why I wanted to uh, talk to that, talk to you about that because I, I noticed that you know you guys worked with him early on, and to see you guys go back for, for the latest release, I, I thought was awesome because I've uh, you know talked to a lot of people who's worked with Will. Um, I, I've never spoken to him, but I've always just been a fan of um, his work because I, I think he's really talented at recording bands. Um, you know, outside of playing in bands, because yeah, he's been in so many awesome bands. Yeah, he's, he's great. Like, and like his thing too is he's uh, our main thing is like somebody who's willing to put up with just our punishment <laughs> like somebody who's willing to like sit in the studio and be like oh yo jay and love you gotta like riff this song out for 25 minutes because there actually isn't a song we have this one riff but we're gonna like you know we're gonna write a whole song out of it really quick and like he is more than willing to just sit there and just take the pain which is great you know he's a great guy and like, especially with me recording vocals is like nightmare it's the worst thing in the world and he's you know very patient with me it's just like it's you know it's very cool to be able to like go to your friend and be like hey man this is gonna suck but you're my friend so you can't be mad at me <laughs> yeah for sure and i i do think it's really important how you, you mentioned to uh you know to support your friends when they're you know um, putting in work like that and to not c- kind of go around them or not support them and just go with somebody else because uh you know if, if you have the tools like you know right there in your own city or in your own backyard it's like you know kind of weird to, to not want to uh, support them and uh, you know go with something local no, absolutely. And it's like, it's like, that sounds like such like a platitude of people being like, oh, support your friend, whatever. But like, it, it sucks that people like have to take it that way and can't just like, you know, put it into practice of like, yeah, okay, maybe your friend's not the best at what they do, like whatever, like, you know, that doesn't happen. But like, they're never going to get any better if you don't give them the chance to, you know? Mm-hmm, 100%. And it's, it, it's, you know, it's just the kind of thing where like, you, you, it's, well, it's kind of like, it's all you got really is like, you know, your friend, you gotta like, you just gotta, you gotta stick to it. Yeah, I definitely uh, back that. <laughs> but uh, moving forward, I-, I wanted to talk to you about a, a newer band that you're in. Uh, you know, the demo uh, got posted a couple weeks ago. Uh, Third degree. I-, I was curious if you can talk about that. Oh yeah, that was yeah. I guess that's pretty old at this point. But yeah. it um, that's that band's cool. It's not really. I don't think we're really gonna do anything anymore. But like this, this will segue into us. But like. It's just, uh, that band was me, like one of my best friends in the world, this kid Matt from Connecticut. He, um, he played in the band before Restraining Order that was called Contempt, which mm-hmm. is like funny in respect. There's like a thousand other bands in Contempt that were like, you know, actual bands. Um, he, yeah, so like that band was like my brother, Pat, singer of Restraining Order, Matt and Jake in the other, the guitar player of Restraining Order. They were like in this other band. But that band broke up like a while ago and Matt hadn't been in like another hardcore band since. And he's just like one of my very, very good friends. And we've like always really, you know, we've worked wanted to do a band for a while. So it's him, Brandon, who plays drums now for Justice, who's just like, he's more, he is more of that kind of like, like music guy anyway. Like, you know, he's more into like agnostic front and stuff than he is like into fucking, uh, I don't what I don't know what about it. I'm like, I, I literally don't know. Um, but, you know, he, that's like the kind of stuff that he's into. And Pat from a training order is supposed to play bass in that, or supposed, was supposed to play bass in that band. But like, you know, we're not confident he can actually play bass. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we recorded that demo with Will also. 
Okay. And uh, it was that was that was like my uh, that was one of my worst performances. It was really crazy. Like I like the demo. I don't think it's bad, but like uh, I had to go back like a, like an additional time to like actually finish it. And it was like a whole thing. And that band's cool because like I mean like I'm just you know I'm into like just like fast hardcore. Like the point is like it's kind of supposed to be like agnostic front violent minds like stuff like that like you know whatever. But it was kind of just like we we had other practices and stuff, and it was kind of just like kind of not there you know like we just like yeah okay it was I mean, demo was cool but like we were supposed to play a show too like our first show was supposed to be with all at war ringworm and laid to rest in connecticut and that was literally the week that everything in the world was stopped oh wow so it was like okay first show's canceled our second show was supposed to be the fight record release with dead heat in long island mm-hmm. um and that also got canceled so it was like it really sucked like it was just a really really crappy like you know it's just like ah man well we we were going to have a good start but i guess not now so yeah we 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 practiced up here in new york now like once like i mean probably eight months ago at this point and it wasn't bad or anything it was kind of just like yeah we don't we don't we we still might do something because like i like being in a band with like brandon where he actually has like you know input Mm -hmm. so but to segue like this into another like a new thing um i'm in another band with matt that we're, i'm actually probably going to record next weekend i'm going to spend a weekend in connecticut next weekend for, for like my birthday mm-hmm. so uh, i have this new band that people yes maybe they could look out for i don't know uh, we're gonna have a song on uh, america's hardcore oh wow okay. whenever, that, whenever, whenever that comes out but this this band is like uh it's it's like my most confident i've ever been in a musical project i'm involved in you know i've always had like a lot of apprehension with things like if you ask anybody like, i have a lot of apprehension about like bands that i'm in and like things that i do and i'm like yeah it's fine it's cool like i like it whatever mm-hmm. but this is like something i'm super like i'm so excited for and like already proud of because it's just like a lot of work has gone into it and it's just like a good it's got a good like working vibe to it like it's me matt and um two guys named chris who are who are, who are cool guys they're, they're all fucked up but uh they're they're all like really like eccentric types, so it's like a cool. It's gonna be a cool band, like kind of I guess in the vein of like Burn and like into another I guess Bad Brain. Mm-hmm. Okay, hell yeah, not, that's something uh, you know cool to look forward to because I uh, obviously uh, Triple B tweeted about the comp. Uh, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh hell yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for another comp because I, I I thought they always killed it with with their comps. And oh, this one is this one is this one's good. This one's like got it's got some very cool stuff on mm-hmm. it. So I think people are gonna be very very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, so that's that, that's awesome to hear that your your newer band is going to be on that, and I'll definitely uh, keep an eye on it. Um, uh, can you say the name, or is it too early? Uh, no, it's called Almighty Watching. That's like I think that's, that's the name of Chicken. So okay, um, Bad Brain thing, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm I'm like pretty jazzed up about it. Like they're they're actually practicing right now. I think like maybe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's like a very like it, once again, it's not like super it's hardcore. You shouldn't take it too seriously, but like it's like i mean you should take it seriously but you know we're not like uh it's not like a brutal regime of practices like they're uh you know they they, they practice when they want to practice and like you know they get they get stuff done which is really really cool and great it's also like the first band i've ever been like literally out of any band where i've had like time to like listen to the songs and be like oh, okay hey what should we do like for the vocals and like i've actually had time to like plan it out and like think about things and like so it's a nice welcome change 
Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. No, that, that That's awesome to hear. And it's cool that you're, um, you know, uh, going up there for your birthday weekend. Is this like a little treat for yourself to record on your birthday weekend? Yeah, well, it was a little treat for myself, man. I don't, I don't really leave the house too much. Uh-huh. I, I, and I live with my girlfriend, which is, she's great. Like, I, you know, I love spending time with her as I do. But uh, it's uh, like, I just like, there's no, I live, don't really live near, really too close to anybody. I live, I live near Alex Retreat of Hate and his wife. They don't live super far. They just move a little bit further. But, so that's like literally the only people I see like ever. So, mm-hmm. you know, and like, I don't actually live that far from Connecticut, which is crazy, but it's just like, you know, with the state of the world, I'm not, I'm not like bouncing around just to like, you know, just to like go pop in and say hello. Yeah. So I've, yeah, uh, I've been totally home for like a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to probably go down there for a couple of days. I'm like, we're just going to band practice both days. And then one of the nights I'm going to hang out with Lumpy from Dave and Alex and Matt and like a bunch of people just kind of just like, you know, hang out, I guess. Oh yeah. No, that, that, that's awesome. That's cool. I'm, I'm stoked for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty stoked about it. <laughs> um, so when I think of, uh, Connecticut, uh, excuse me, Connecticut hardcore, there's like two people that come to mind. Uh, and that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's, uh, you obviously, um, you know, that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast. And then, um, also, uh, Grady, I'm sure, you know, Grady. Oh, Grady. Great guy. I love yeah. that guy. Yeah. So, so, and it, it, Young it yeah, it, and it gets me excited to see, uh, you know, people who are so proud of their scene and because, oh, yeah, yeah, dude, that was, it's like, it's like a cool thing. Like, and it's like seeing Grady, like, cause you think it's so weird where like, you don't really have like huge influxes of like young kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause it's not like a, like there's been bands that are like big, you know what I mean? People like, people like them, like people like us late to rest, I guess. But like, that's not, that's not for like kids, I guess. Like, that's like, people who are already like into hardcore and like, you know, I don't know. See, that's, that's like, that's for people who already like know hardcore and stuff. So like to see Grady and like, you know, his friends like Johnny, um, Dante, uh, to see them and like, Oh, also, uh, there's a new band broken vows kid Mikey. I don't really know the rest of them, but like to see them all like putting on and like being like excited about Connecticut and what they could possibly do in the future. And like being young kids is like the important part to this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I said about late dress, like they're all old. like it's just like it is what it is. But like seeing young kids, that like attracts other like younger generations of people to be like, oh, okay, like oh, I can go to these shows, like oh, I can play in this band, oh, I can do this, I can do that. You know, like, that's like a very very cool thing to see after such like a long time of that not really being a thing. Yeah, I, I think it's very important because I always uh, talk about how uh, you know. Uh, the, the youth is so important and, and like these uh you know the, the people who've been around like the, the older uh, uh you know generation of hardcore needs to you know kind of put on for the younger kids and let them know like what's going on because like, i always talk about how if i didn't have those older friends early on to take me to shows to kind of um you know uh, push me down the right path and like give me bands to listen to make suggestions like who knows where i would be maybe i would have given up on it got jaded way early on because no, i was literally, able to literally, see dude, stuff like, like so 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 important like mm-hmm. seriously like that, that's like my main like motivation like i'm older now i'm sure turning 30 next week you know it's like crazy to think about uh-huh. but like uh, like i obviously i'm gonna go to shows i'm gonna do like design and stuff and i'm gonna like i'll book shows like whenever that's a thing i don't care but like i've been playing some bands also whatever but like i don't need to be the guy like lingering around like not doing anything and kind of like not gonna say like yeah you know, I, I like to think that people don't like put young kids down because it's just like that's pathetic you know like yeah, 100%. <laughs> you get, like literally you're like you're know, fucking 30 years old and you're sitting around talking shit about like a 19 year old like you need to fucking get a new hobby or something yeah but uh 
it, so it's like, you know, I want to do what people did for me. Like there's so many older people who are like instrumental to my life. I was like, not even like, they didn't do any, like, they didn't, you know, they weren't like physically going out of their way for me, but like, you know, just to give you the time of day to be like, Oh, Hey, like, you know, what you're doing is cool. Like, I like what you're doing, but have you, have you done this? Like, have you heard this? Have you like seen this? Whatever. Like it's important to like pass like the knowledge like down. I mean, everything in life is just like a death threat song, man. Old to the new, you gotta, uh, you, know, <laughs> you gotta play it, you gotta play it forward, play oh, yeah. it backwards or whatever the fuck that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's super important. So I, I, I see what you guys are doing, uh, you know, to promote your scene. Um, you, you did that, uh, that zine a while back, uh, you know, talking about Connecticut hardcore, which that was, Oh yeah, uh, that, that, that's a crowning achievement of my life. So, Oh, oh really? Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm that's like, I mean, it's not a joke, but I'm like, I'm, I'm super proud of that. Like oh, yeah. I you should really, be. really, really, really happy. Like the reception I got to that. And like, it literally was like, it played out so perfectly. And I have to like, I have to thank John and Zach from Shining Life for that. Like they are the actual like players behind that. Like John would text me every day and be like, Hey man, are you doing it? And I would be like, I'm just like, sometimes I'll like, I'll languish. Like I just won't do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So he'll text me like, you don't have to, Oh crap. This guy's asking me about, it. I got a good time. So it was like, that was such like a, like a good driving force. And like, you know, John and Zach, like John did like the layout and stuff for it. But like, you know, I, I like gathered up the pictures and the flyers and like whatever, and he put it all together and made it look so incredible. And like, yeah, like they, they collectively like got it like printed and like made it look so nice and like sent it all out, whatever, all that stuff, which was just like so instrumental to getting done. But yeah, like the reception I got to it was like so perfect too. Like it was everything that I wanted it to be. Like I had people hitting me, like younger people hitting me up, older people hitting me up. If you're hitting like, oh, I should, should I do this or like about like my scene in Maine or whatever? And I was just like, yes, yeah. like, yeah, like absolutely. <laughs> it was, it really played out like pretty great. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm super happy to hear that. And it's like, yeah, like, like people need to, uh, you know, cause obviously there's, um, you know, people videotaping shows, taking photos and stuff, but it's like, yeah, like it's all history that, uh, you know, can get lost. And it's like, you know, um, everybody in, uh, you know, all these different scenes, somebody needs to document it cause it, it's going to be important. I mean, that's like, so that was like my biggest thing too, is just being like, yeah, all this information's out there. And I'm like, yeah, you could like, there's a whole, like I have, you know, whole things to say about like just these in general, so, like, you know, something I really, really do enjoy, but like, you know, whole thing and like even back to the beginning when i was talking about like analog things like having the zine to actually hold in your hands and be like oh okay this is like an actual document and like a record of stuff that happened and it's not even like i'm not an expert you know like i know i know some stuff whatever but like i'm not like an expert on any of this shit and like it was like a learning thing for me i got to reach out to people people reached out to me and like you know it's it like it's like a living, breathing thing. Like, you know, but maybe I'll do it again in a couple of years or a year and like, I'll add to it or I might do, I mean, maybe I'll do like a book, like whatever, you know, it's like, it's, it is like a, it was like a very, very real thing. Oh yeah. Well, I'm definitely glad that you did that. And hopefully you know, going forward, you know, and you can help uh, keep it alive and, you know, let people know that, uh, you know, Connecticut has like, you know, awesome history. And I, I feel like every scene is awesome history, but you know, it's just, um, well, the thing, like, dude, it does like, it's, Connecticut's, like, I mean, it's special in the sense that like, there's a lot of like really good bands, mm-hmm. but like everywhere has stuff that's worth talking about. And it's like, I don't know. That's like people need to like, recognize and respect just like their their regionality of like where they're from because it's like yeah it's cool to like dress like you're like you know you're new york hardcore 1988 like whatever that's that's fine whatever it's a good style i guess but like you know it i don't know it has a little bit like more heart and like 
a little more te- like tethered to reality when you actually like you know care about where you come from and like you know the things that like were important to people that you know and like whatever you know it's just I'm just being a little bit petty, but it's all right. <laughs> no, no, I, I definitely get it. Because when I was younger and I, I couldn't afford to travel because I, you know, I was like, I just started working, you know, I had my first job, whatever. I was uh, just trying to get to shows. Um, like as much as I loved, uh, you know, the scene that I was a part of, the Southern California hardcore scene and just being able to, you know, see so many awesome bands, I just always thought about it. I'm like, okay, like as much fun as I'm having right now here where I live, I know that this is going on in scenes across the world. And I'm just like, I, I wonder how, like, what's that like? So the fact that like there's yeah. people like you, who are, you know, um, you know, put out that zine to, you know, uh, kind of give the history. It, it, it's important. Cause like we can't experience everything, um, you know, cause obviously there's not enough time in the world. We're, we're all uh, living in different parts. So uh, it, it's cool to be able to, to, to read about it. Cause uh, I, you know, I wasn't there for it. So, so it, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's, yeah, important. I mean, I, I think it's cool just like that I was able to like compartmentalize everything into like one small thing. And like, there's obviously like so, so, so much more. It's so crazy. Like, I feel like as soon as that was, you know, said and done and I had yeah. it finished, it was, there was like 20 more things where I was just like, Oh, I'm such an idiot. Why didn't I put that? Yeah. And like I mean, one of the biggest, biggest, biggest exemptions is just like, I feel really bad about it actually is, uh, I didn't put pale horse, which is like, they're like, a, they were like a super, like, no, i like, you know, I guess people do know them like they toured and stuff, but yeah. like, they were such like a super important to me, like band to me growing up mm-hmm. that like, they just completely like slipped my mind, which is just nuts. Like, it just like is such a crazy, they were like kind of like the stalwart, like standard bearer band for Connecticut hardcore for like fucking 10 years. Like it's crazy. And like, they were like the only band like consistently playing and like putting on and like being just being sick. And I, I was like, dude, as soon as I was done, like I had sent it off to print or John had sent it off to print. I was like, Fuck, how did I not include that? And I felt so bad about it. But, uh, you know, it's like, there's always next time. And like, exactly. I'm going to do, I'm working on like another zine. That's like a pretty hyper, hyper specific Connecticut zine, but like with, with the singer of pale horse, he's been like really cool. And you know, me about like about the town that he's from that has like a really, really cool Connecticut hardcore history. So mm-hmm. we're going to work on that at some point soon. Hopefully. Oh yeah. That's awesome to hear. I, I saw pale, uh, excuse me, pale horse once it, it was in, it was in red. In California? Yeah. Oh, it was uh, it was pale horse and then they were on tour with this band from miami uh things are yeah they're from miami they're called uh dreams you oh, die no one no uh, dream- oh dreams you die <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay, dude. yeah yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah i know about this <laughs> okay yeah that was years ago dude I, I was i can't remember it was like early 2000s or something i was young but yeah i saw them it was, it was like on, on a weeknight it, it, was, it was in redlands it, it was crazy yeah, that's a yeah. The, I know they they got out there. You know what I mean? They were like a pretty like popularish band, I guess. Like people like. I mean, they they were popular enough to tour and do like a few tours. Like, but yeah, they're they're awesome. Like, dude, the singer Vinny, it was like, and like I like I had like they have had like lineup changes throughout the years and stuff because they kind of like been a band for almost twenty years, mm-hmm. and uh, so they've had a lot of lineup changes. So I've known like a lot of people who just like you know happen to be in the band. The guitar player of Restraining Letter was a Taylor for a lot pretty pretty long time. Oh wow! Um, yeah, um, but you know, like a lot of other people. But like Vinny, the singer, has just been like always been very, very cool to me. He's just like into cool shit and like always had kind of like put me on the cool shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm not saying he got me in the turning point, but like you know, definitely like fostered me liking Turning Point a lot. You know? 
So I was like, oh, this guy likes turning point a lot. He's like a, he's like a hard guy. Right? I was like, I can mess with turning point. When you're young, you know what I mean? You're kind of like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, these, these older guys, like they think this shit, shit's cool. It's like, yeah, I like chain of strength too. That's cool. That's mm-hmm. all right. Hell yeah. That's sick. Well, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, reading that whenever that comes out. Cause I'm, I'd be yeah, very hopefully, curious. To, hopefully to, hopefully to we get out. to it at some point soon. We'll see. Okay. So, well, I, I couldn't, um, you know, end the podcast without asking about your own zine. Uh, are you um, working on anything new or is it just kind of um, on pause uh, right now? Yeah. Right now I'm working on this. I'm working on like a few things uh, in regards to like my, my dead at birth fanzine imprint, I guess, as you can call it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on a big zine with uh, Alex from Treat the Hate, Lumpy from Days, and our friend Chris Alden in these new reconsider records from Long Island. Um, working on this, working on this big, 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 like full size zine. That's going to be like, hopefully be pretty cool when it's done. I've just been like so busy with just like crap, <laughs> like other people's stuff that actually like, you know, pays money. So I haven't been able to work on it like super hard, but they did all the interviews and everything. I'm like writing some pieces for it and like doing the layout and all that stuff. So hopefully that comes out March. Hopefully. I mean, like I, it's nothing like none of the information is like super pertinent. Obviously there's no like tours or anything. Mm-hmm. So, but I want it to look really cool and like, I'm really, you know, I'm being very, very thoughtful with like the layout and everything. So hopefully it's got like interviews with like Pain of Truth, Jamie Pushbutton from uh, like Hate Breed, Death Threat, Pushbutton Warfare. That's a really cool interview. Um, it's a long interview with the singer Dissolve or like Hudson Valley band that are like super, super important Hudson Valley. I'm like, I, mean, I like them a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, it's a, it's a cool, it'd be a cool big zine. And something that's like bigger that's like i could probably talk about now it's probably fine um i'm working on a death threat like visual book like a visual index of death threat with, oh, wow. with aaron the singer um that's going to be like hope i don't know what the, how that's going to come out or anything but that's like we, we scanned a lot of stuff and like it's a pretty um that's like one of the things i'm most excited about to do right now like i'm just like very 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 like amped on it and it's just going to be like a, like a kind of like a complete history up to a point of death threat mm-hmm. of just like pictures and like flyers and shirts and just like and hopefully come out very nice. But that's that's like a big big undertaking. But hopefully we we really get it rolling at some point soon, and then it'll be out before the end of the year. Hell yeah, that's awesome because that band's legendary. So to be able to see something like that, uh, it's, it's like my favorite band in the entire world. You know what I mean? Like and like even like uh like known Aaron for not that long even but mm. like in, even the bass player Steve I've known for a pretty long time too I guess but they are they're two people who just always been like so cool and like supportive you know like always like just always like asking about like how's the band how's the you know there's always like you know actual genuine interest in like what you're doing which like goes a long way when you like you know you know in hardcore it's, it's, a, it's a cool like nice thing to be like oh hey this band I like a lot like they give a shit about what I'm doing yeah for sure it definitely does People might not understand it, but it definitely does go a long way. That's, that's what I'm saying. People like, you know, I'll talk about people being like cool and like people, you know, being like this and that. And it's like, no, it's just like, it's just like a matter of like, you know, like mutual respect for people, which is like hardcore is kind of just like founded on, I guess. Because, <laughs> you know, not to be, not to stand on the soapbox here, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I trust me. I, I, I definitely get it. Like, 
for, for me not being like super social and uh, you know not really trying to be out there knowing everybody when 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 I started this podcast and when uh, people started reaching out like like people who uh, you know and, and even to this day I, I I still get surprised when people tell me that uh, they listen to the podcast I'm just like holy shit this is crazy and like, it's like dude it's like and like I said it just goes a long way like yeah. it just means a, like a lot like it means more than people think like it's being like you know it's have being recognized for like your efforts is, is a nice thing. <laughs> yeah. As much as people want to say like, we well, you know, I'm doing it for myself and doing it for business. Like, yeah, I'm doing it for myself, but it's nice to not, you know, be screaming into the void. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So, so it, it, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, crazy and, and, and cool, but, but I, I definitely get what you mean that, you know, when they, they're checking in on you just to, you know, see, cause they genuinely care. It, it definitely means a lot. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's just like, it's, it's all there is, man, like straight up, like whatever. And I just think people need to just kind of like remember that and, you know, mean to do it, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> Okay, so last thing you you mentioned very briefly, um, uh, you know, Japanese RPGs. I'm I'm so curious. Uh, do you have a favorite? Uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's like a boring stock answer. It's just like you know, Final Fantasy like six through nine, <laughs> but uh, that's like you know that that's my answer. So like you know, I, I I dabble in a lot of stuff. That's like really my brother's thing. Like that's like my brother's like a weird like video game collecting guy. He's like real real, real nut for it. Mm-hmm. Um. But like, you know, through him, I've gotten into like other stuff and like he'll always, he like, you know, buy me like a Switch game for my birthday or something, you get like Xenoblade. Blade. Um, but, you know, I'm like, I'm into other stuff, but really like the core of the Final Fantasy series is like my favorite. I love 8 so much. It's just my favorite game like ever. Okay. So I'm, I'm curious because uh, well, um, for, for you to mention Final Fantasy 6, I think that, that that's really interesting because uh, that kind of shows me, okay, this guy... Uh, definitely likes this series, not just because uh, seven so popular. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I got no, you know, listen, eight, eight is the signpost that I actually like the series. Man, okay, nobody likes eight. I love it. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. So, I, 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 people are haters. People are just vicious haters on Final Fantasy Eight, and I cannot take it. Well, it, I think Final Fantasy Eight is unlucky because they had a follow up seven because seven was uh, you know such a big deal. Yeah, so, yeah. But so, dude, like seven is like seven sick. Obviously, it's good, but mm-hmm. like. I don't know. I'm I don't, just like, dude, that was, that was like my first like love of like, uh, of like other, like, like that was like my first thing, like, like final fantasy was like the first thing, like me and my brother were like super, super, super into mm-hmm. I appreciate eight a lot. Cause I'm a huge fan of the triple triad card game. Oh, I love the card game. Yeah. I love it. I'll uh, play the card game. I don't play the card game. I don't care. Amazing. But I'm curious. Okay. So you said six through nine, did you just stop playing Final Fantasy after nine? No, no, I, I played like most of them after that. Um, those are just like you know, just to like, I'm not you know, I ten's awesome, ten's awesome, obviously. Uh, ten two is pretty cool. I never really played it. Like me and my brother, we shared room for like a super long time. Mm-hmm. So um, I've watched him play like all ten, ten two, then all of ten two two, which ten two two is like kind of like out of all like out of the later ones, I think it's like kind of the thickest one. But uh, even like right now, I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing 13 or no, I'm playing 12 okay. on Switch. Just like I, I haven't like played in my like, few weeks, but you know, I'm, I'm slowly working my way through it. Mm-hmm. I have like my 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 like, PlayStation memory card, which I have somewhere, has my file that has like like 150 hours on it or something. Like, I do like that game a lot, but like you know, out of like if I'm gonna pick like, a big chunk that I do like a mm-hmm. ton, it's it's those ones. Okay, the OG and even ones. six, I, I do like six, but yeah. like you know, seven, eight, nine is like don't you know, 
holy trinity for me i guess okay i i i, I really enjoyed playing nine i uh, love the story love um, the mechanics the only thing that bothered me is that i didn't like the art i i didn't like the the characters looking yeah, all chibi like, yeah it's like weird steampunk i don't really like that yeah. <laughs> it's not like an aesthetic that i like i vibe to yeah so I, like i always just wish i'm like man if they would have just made them look normal like they, this game would have been like so much better but like whatever it's, it's my so only fun. complaint about my only complaints about eight and nine are like um the last two times i played them which is nine was a while ago eight wasn't that long ago. i think i played eight on switch so mm-hmm. in the last like, few years but uh is that they end very abruptly like you're kind of like you're just playing like you're having a great time you're kind of soaring a little bit you're like oh man i'm finally pretty strong like, this stuff's getting a little bit easier like stuff's fun then mm-hmm. you're like oh yeah the game's just over now <laughs> this is like oh, okay <laughs> all right yeah, it's like you, you you leveled up so much, got like so much good equipment, and you're like, oh wow, all right. Like nine game. doesn't have like, anything to do either, really. There's not like you can play with like the coin game or whatever. Um, or, no, no, I, that one. Which, nine, whatever game is in that one. Nine had a card game as yeah. well, but um, it was just I, I forget what it was called, but I just didn't like it. Oh, it was one with the arrow. with the arrows. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is a this is a crazy conversation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's awesome. I I, I love it. Yeah, it's cool, it's cool. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm a big big fan of all the card games. Dude. It was really good. Okay, um, so just okay, final final thing. Have you had a chance to play Fifteen? Is that the online one? No, no, no. Uh, no the, um, uh, the online's are eleven and fourteen. Fifteen was like the okay. Um, like fifteen was. Oh no, like, dude, I don't have. I, I never. I didn't. I never got a PlayStation. I never got a PlayStation four or three or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, I had a three. I didn't have a four. Okay. So yeah, no, I never played it. Um, and I never really like felt the need to. I guess like I don't. I don't like. I mean, I had the time, but it's just like I don't like want to sink hours into games like that anymore. Unless they're like you know, unless I know I'm really gonna like it. I guess. Oh, I should have said also earlier. Tactics is like one of my favorites. Tactics Dude. Advanced is literally probably my favorite. Oh but, my god! You know those. Are, you want to hear a crazy like, story yeah. about tactics? I, I do. I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I never owned a, a, a Game Boy Advance um, SP because uh, it, it was like I was I, I think I had been like early high school or yeah, yeah it was definitely early high school. Um, so I, I borrowed my neighbors and uh, he, he was like super nice to let me borrow it. And um, I, I forget the, the exact challenge, but if you like did like 300 of these quests, like you would unlock like the the judge character, like you know the big giant guy mm-hmm. who would like overrule everybody. Dude, I was at 299. And my buddy asked for his Game Boy back. So I'm like, oh, of course I had to give it back. To him. <laughs> and, no. and he was like, yeah, he's like, don't worry. It's just me for a couple of days. So I'm like, all right, no problem. It's your Game Boy. And then when he gave it back to me, dude, his little brother erased my save on tactics. I would have a, I would have a mental breakdown. Dude. I, I was, oh, that's Dude, so I was, I was just yeah. like, I'm done. So I, I I just gave it back. And he was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, it, it's over. Like, I'm not doing it again. I, got, I was at 299. <laughs> I was one away. And I was like, I'm done. I was like, I'm, there's, I'm not even going to attempt to do it again because um, obviously, dude, like um, tactics, it's fun. But some of those battles, like it's literally like you have to be tactical. It takes time. It's not quick, you know, in and out. No, it's like, hard, no. yeah. So I was I like, I'm not doing that. I got I, I to gotta see if they have that on Switch because I will get that like literally right now. I don't Mm-hmm. I'll just start start cranking hours and <laughs> yeah no it's definitely fun I love those games because I, I think like the, the earliest memory I have of playing a game like that was like on Game Gear like my uncle let me play like Shining Force and I was yeah, like, yeah 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 so the, the, I, I I love those games because even like like you know, is, that, is, is Shining Force is it, is it a tactics RPG yeah I've never played it mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah it is it is I I knew that I, yeah I yeah, uh, yeah like I I really do enjoy those games. I don't know what it is, but I just really, I for, kind of forgot about those. It's funny. Yeah, I no, really no. Like those a lot, though. Did you ever play uh, Disgaea or Disgaea? 
no, that's like once again, that's like stuff my my brother's really into. Okay. Um, he literally, my, it's funny too. My brother texted me yesterday, day first today. Whenever he, I don't know if you you've heard that new band Declination, their, their tape came out in days like Scottish band. It's Ben Brody's band. Yeah, uh, just like his band with with the drummer from Malacca. Mm-hmm. Um, he, my brother texted me. He goes, "I just bought a tape from that band De- Declination just because the the first song is named after like a digital devil summoner like thing. It's like digital De- devil song or something." He's like, yeah, I bought it because it's got like a DSS reference <laughs> or DDS reference. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, you're like a nerd. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I, little yeah, things like that. Cool. I mean, like, he's like, you know, he's like, he's, I'm not going to take a dollar course stuff. But like, he's just like, you know, it's just like a funny thing for like a funny reason to be like, yeah, I'll get this. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Well, damn. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, this has been awesome i'm i'm stoked that well, like said, yeah dude I'm, I'm seriously stoked that we were finally able to do this this is exceeded my expectations so um i i, I want to thank you but before we sign off is there anything you want to say or shout out um yeah dude i'm, I'm you know just uh, shout out my friends you know you gotta support um you know support street the hate days uh northern rats ben brady's scottish label the other guy owen i guess um you know uh, my, my my more shout outs. Oh, guys, gotta gotta support the post the post America podcast, the Wisdom and Change podcast. It's incredible, changed my life. Um, let me think of some other things. Um, uh, you know, let's support this podcast. I mean, you are right now, but you know, support some more. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I did, man. Like, I, I probably should have prepared some more, but you know, it, it is what it is. You know, you know, people know who I support and who I don't. So. Hell yeah! Well, well, seriously, thank you, man. I I I appreciate you taking the time. Hey, no problem, man. I appreciate this, and uh, yeah, it, it means a lot. Um, uh, but but seriously, thank you. We'll we'll definitely do this again because you, you got a lot of Yo, stuff coming down yeah, the pipe. Anytime you want, I had a great time talking. Okay, I I, I appreciate that. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. This has uh, seriously been uh, so awesome, and we'll be back soon. <laughs>